Sahih al-Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih al-Bukhari, The Book of Jihad, Fighting for Allah's Cause. Chapter 1 The Superiority of Jihad and the Statement of Allah Almighty Verily, Allah has purchased of the believers their lives and their properties for the price that theirs shall be the paradise. They fight in Allah's cause, so they kill others and are killed. It is a promise, in truth, which is binding on him in the Torah, Torah, and the Injil, Gospel, and the Qur'an. And who is truer to his covenant than Allah? Then rejoice in the bargain which you have concluded. Up to, and give glad tidings to the believers. Qur'an, chapter 9, verse 111, verse 112. Narrated Abdullah bin Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him. I asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. O Allah's Messenger, what is the best deed? He replied, to offer the salat at their early stated fixed times. I asked, what is next in goodness? He replied, to be good and dutiful to your parents. I further asked, what is next in goodness? He replied, to participate in jihad in Allah's cause. I did not ask Allah's messenger peace be upon him any more, and if I had asked him more, he would have told me more. Footnote Al-Jihad Holy fighting in Allah's cause with full force of numbers and weaponry is given the utmost importance in Islam and is one of its pillars on which it stands. By jihad, Islam is established. Allah's word is made superior. His word being La ilaha illallah which means none has the right to be worshipped but Allah and his religion Islam is propagated by abandoning jihad. May Allah protect us from that. Islam and the Muslims fall into an inferior position. Their honor is lost. Their land is stolen. Their rule and authority vanish. Jihad is an obligatory duty in Islam on every Muslim. And he who tries to escape from this duty or does not in his innermost heart wish to fulfill this duty dies with one of the qualities of a hypocrite. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There is no hijrah, that is, emigration from Makkah to Al-Madinah, after the conquest of Makkah, but jihad and good intention remain. And if you are called by the Muslim ruler for jihad, go forth immediately. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that she said, O Allah's Messenger, we consider jihad as the best deed. Should we not fight in Allah's cause? He said, The best jihad for women is Hajj Mabrur, that is, Hajj which is done according to the Prophet's Sunnah and is accepted by Allah. See Hadith number 1861, Volume 3. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. A man came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, 
Guide me to such a deed as equals jihad in reward. He replied, I do not find such a deed. Then he added, Can you, while the Muslim fighter has gone for jihad, enter your mosque to perform salat, prayer, without seize, and observe psalm, fast, and never break your psalm? The man said, But who can do that? Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, added, The mujahid, that is, Muslim fighter, is rewarded even for the footsteps of his horse while it wanders about for grazing, tied in a long rope. Footnote After the conquest of Mecca, there was no need for Muslims to emigrate from Mecca to Al-Madina. The Prophet, peace be upon him, tells his companions that one can attain rewards through jihad against kufr, that is, to fight for Allah's cause when there is a call for it. Otherwise, one should have the intention to participate in jihad and this intention has the same reward as that of jihad itself. Footnote Regarding the statement, but who can do that, means, of course, nobody can offer salat, prayer, and fast incessantly. And since the Muslim fighter is rewarded as if he was doing such good impossible deeds, no possible deed equals jihad in reward. Chapter on The best among the people is that believer who strives his utmost in Allah's cause with both his life and property. And the statement of Allah Almighty, O you who believe, shall I guide you to a trade that will save you from a painful torment, that you believe in Allah and his messenger Muhammad peace be upon him, and that you strive hard and fight in the cause of Allah with your wealth and your lives, that will be better for you if you but know. If you do so, he will forgive you your sins and admit you into gardens under which rivers flow and pleasant dwellings in Aden, Eden, paradise. That is indeed great success. Quran, chapter 61, verse 10 to verse 12. Narrated Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him. Somebody asked, O Allah's Messenger, who is the best among the people? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, replied, A believer who strives his utmost in Allah's cause with his life and property. They asked, Who is next? He replied, A believer who stays in one of the mountain paths, worshipping Allah and leaving the people secure from his mischief. Footnote This is true in times of affliction and disorder. Otherwise, social life is better than seclusion, as the Prophet, peace be upon him, says in a hadith reported by At-Tirmidhi. He who mixes with people and endures their mischief is better rewarded than he who does not mix with people and does not endure their mischief. Astalani Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, the example of a mujahid in Allah's cause, and Allah knows better who really strives in his cause, is like a person who observes psalm, fast, and offers salat, prayer, continuously. Allah guarantees that he will admit the mujahid in his cause into paradise if he is killed. Otherwise he will return him to his home safely with rewards and war booty. Chapter on 
the invocation of men and women that Allah may let them participate in jihad and adorn them with martyrdom. Umar said, O Allah, grant me martyrdom in the town of your messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, used to visit Um Haram bint Milhan, who would offer him meals. Um Haram was the wife of Ubadah bin As-Samit. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, once visited her and she provided him with food and started looking for lice in his head. Then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, slept and afterwards woke up smiling. Um Haram asked, What causes you to smile, O Allah's Messenger? He said, Some of my followers, who in a dream, were displayed before me as fighters in Allah's cause on board a ship amidst the sea, caused me to smile. They were as kings on the thrones, or like kings on the thrones. Ishaq, a sub-narrator, is not sure as to which expression the Prophet peace be upon him used. Um Haram said, O Allah's Messenger, invoke Allah that he makes me one of them. Allah's Messenger peace be upon him invoked Allah for her and slept again and woke up smiling. Once again, Um Haram asked, What makes you smile, O Allah's Messenger? He replied, some of my followers were displayed before me as fighters in Allah's cause, repeating the same dream. Um Haram said, O Allah's Messenger, invoke Allah that he makes me one of them. He said, You are amongst the first ones. It happened that she sailed on the sea during the caliphate of Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan, and after she disembarked, she fell down from her riding animal and died. Footnote it is evident from the life history of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that he used to take bath daily, even twice daily, or more, and it is not logical that he could have lice in his head. Perhaps she was combing or oiling his hairs. Chapter on The Grades of the Mujahideen, Muslim Fighters, in Allah's Cause Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever believes in Allah and His Messenger, peace be upon him, performs iqamat as-salat and observes sawm, fasts, of the month of Ramadan, then it will be a promise binding upon Allah to admit him to paradise, no matter whether he fights in Allah's cause or remains in the land where he is born. The people said, O Allah's Messenger, shall we acquaint the people with this good news? He said, Paradise has 100 grades which Allah has reserved for the Mujahideen who fight in His cause. And the distance between each of the two grades is like the distance between the heaven and the earth. So when you ask Allah for something, ask for Al-Firdaus, which is the middle, best and the highest part of paradise. The sub-narrator added, I think the Prophet, peace be upon him, also said, Above it, that is, Al-Firdaus, is the throne of the Most Gracious, that is, Allah, and from it gush forth the rivers of paradise. Narrated Samura, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Last night, two men came to me in a dream, and made me ascend a tree, and then admitted me into a better and superior dar, abode, dwelling place, house, etc., better of which I have never seen. One of them said, This dar is the dar of martyrs.
Chapter On To proceed in Allah's cause in the forenoon and in the afternoon, a place in paradise as small as the bow of one of you is better than the world and whatever is in it. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A single endeavor of fighting in Allah's cause in the forenoon or in the afternoon is better than the world and whatever is in it. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A place in paradise as small as a bow is better than all that on which the sun rises and sets, that is, all the world. He also said, A single endeavor in Allah's cause, in the afternoon or in the forenoon, is better than all that on which the sun rises and sets. Narrated Sahal bin Sa'd, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A single endeavor in Allah's cause, in the afternoon and in the forenoon, is better than the world and whatever is in it. Chapter on Al-Hurul-Ain Huris, Fair Females and Their Qualities Hur, very fair females created by Allah as such, nor from the offspring of Adam, peace be upon him, with intense black irises and their eyes and intense white scleras. For details, see the book Hadi al-Arwah by Ibn al-Qayyim, chapter 54. They are called so as one's eyesight is perplexed while looking at them, and also because of the intense blackness of their irises and intense whiteness of the sclerotic coat of their eyes. And Allah's statement, And we shall marry them to Hur, fair females, with wide lovely eyes. Quran, chapter 44, verse 54. Narrated Anas bin Malik, the Prophet peace be upon him said, Nobody who dies and finds good from Allah in the hereafter would wish to come back to this world, even if he were given the whole world and whatever is in it, except the martyr who, on seeing the superiority of martyrdom, would like to come back to the world and get killed again in Allah's cause. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet said, a single endeavor of fighting in Allah's cause in the afternoon or in the forenoon is better than all the world and whatever is in it. A place in paradise as small as the bow or lash of one of you is better than all the world and whatever is in it. And if a woman, Hur, etc., from paradise appeared to the people of the earth, she would fill the space between heaven and the earth with light and pleasant scent and her head cover is better than the world and whatever is in it. Chapter on The Wish for Martyrdom Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, By him in whose hands my soul is, were it not for some men amongst the believers who dislike to be left behind me, and whom I cannot provide with means of conveyance. I would certainly never remain behind any Sariya, army unit, going out for jihad in Allah's cause. By him in whose hands my soul is, I would love to be martyred in Allah's cause and then come back to life and then get martyred, and then come back to life again, and then get martyred and then come back to life again and then get martyred. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, delivered a khutbah 
religious talk, and said, Zayd took the flag and was martyred, and then Ja'far took the flag and was martyred, and then Abdullah bin Rawaha took the flag and was martyred too, and then Khalid bin al-Walid took the flag, though he was not appointed as a commander, and Allah made him victorious. The Prophet peace be upon him further added, It would not please us to have them with us. Ayyub, a sub-narrator, added, or the Prophet peace be upon him, shedding tears, said, It would not please them to be with us. Footnote The Prophet peace be upon him meant that those martyrs were in a better place than this world. He, that is the Prophet peace be upon him, shed tears while mentioning them, because he pitied their families who would grieve for their loss, not knowing that they had moved to a better place. Chapter 1 the superiority of him who goes in Allah's cause and dies on the way, for he will be regarded as one of the martyrs. And the statement of Allah Almighty, and whosoever leaves his home as an immigrant unto Allah and his messenger, and death overtakes him, his reward is then surely incumbent upon Allah. Quran, chapter 4, verse 100. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Um Haram said, Once the Prophet, peace be upon him, slept in my house near to me and got up smiling. I said, What makes you smile? He replied, Some of my followers who, in a dream, were displayed before me sailing on this green sea like kings on thrones. I said, O Allah's Messenger, invoke Allah to make me one of them. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked Allah for her and went to sleep again. He did the same, that is, got up and told his dream. And Umm Haram repeated her question, and he gave the same reply. She said, Invoke Allah to make me one of them. He said, You are among the first batch. Later on, it happened that she went out in the company of her husband, Ubada bin As-Samit, who went for jihad. And it was the first time the Muslims undertook a naval expedition led by Muawiyah, when the expedition came to an end, and they were returned to Sham. A riding animal was presented to her to ride, but the animal let her fall, and thus she died. Chapter 1 The Reward of Him Who Is Injured or Stabbed in Allah's Cause Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sent seventy men from the tribe of Bani Sulaym to the tribe of Bani Amir. When they reached there, my maternal uncle said to them, I will go ahead of you, and if they allow me to convey the message of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, it will be all right, otherwise you will remain close to me. So he went ahead of them, and the mushrikeen granted him security. But while he was reporting the message of the Prophet, peace be upon him, they beckoned to one of their men who stabbed him to death. My maternal uncle said, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the most great. By the Lord of the Kaaba, I am successful. After that, they attacked the rest of the party and killed them, all except a lame man who went up to the top of the mountain. Hammam, a sub-narrator, said, I think another man was also saved along with him. Jibril, Gabriel, informed the Prophet, peace be upon him, that they, that is, the martyrs, met their Lord. 
and he was pleased with them and made them pleased. We used to recite, inform our people that we have met our Lord. He is pleased with us and he has made us pleased. Later on, this Quranic verse was abrogated, cancelled. The Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked Allah for 40 days to curse the murderers from the tribe of Ril, the Quan, Bani Lihyan and Bani Usayya, who disobeyed Allah and his messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Jundub bin Sufyan, in one of the holy battles, a finger of Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, got wounded and bled. He said, You are just a finger that bled, and what you got is in Allah's cause. Chapter on The Superiority of Him Who Is Wounded in Allah's Cause Narrated Abu Hurairah, May Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, By him in whose hands my soul is, whoever is wounded in Allah's cause, and Allah knows well who gets wounded in his cause, will come on the day of resurrection with his wound having the color of blood, but its smell will be the smell of musk. Perfume Chapter on The Statement of Allah Almighty Say, do you wait for us anything except one of the two best things, martyrdom or victory? Quran Chapter 9 Verse 52 Battles are always undecided and victory is shared by the opponents in turns. Narrated Abdullah bin Abbas Abu Sufyan told me that Heraclius said to him, I asked you about the outcome of your battles with him, that is, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and you told me that the outcome is undecided and victory is shared by us in turns. So the messengers, peace be upon them, are put to trials in this way, but the ultimate victory is always theirs. Chapter on The Statement of Allah Almighty among the believers are men who have been true to their covenant with Allah, that is, that they have gone out for jihad, holy fighting, and showed not their backs to the disbelievers. Of them, some have fulfilled their obligations, that is, have been martyred, and some of them are still waiting, but they have never changed, that is, they never proved treacherous to their covenant which they concluded with Allah in the least. Quran Chapter 33, verse 23 Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. My uncle Anas bin An-Nadr was absent from the battle of Badr. He said, O Allah's Messenger, I was absent from the first battle you fought against Al-Mushrikeen. By Allah, if Allah gives me a chance to fight Al-Mushrikeen, no doubt Allah will see how bravely I fight. On the day of Uhud, when the Muslim turned their backs and fled, he said, O Allah, I apologize to you for what these, that is his companions, have done, and I denounce what these, that is al-Mushrikeen, have done. Then he advanced and Sa'ad bin Mu'adh met him. He said, O Sa'ad bin Mu'adh, by the Lord of An-Nadr, paradise, I am smelling its aroma coming from before the Mount of Uhud. Later on Sa'ad said, O Allah's Messenger, I cannot achieve or do what he, that is Anas bin An-Nadr, did. We found more than eighty wounds by swords and arrows on his body. We found him dead, and his body was mutilated so badly that none except his sister could recognize him by his fingers.
we used to think that the following verse was revealed concerning him and other men of his sort. Among the believers are men who have been true to their covenant with Allah till the end of the verse. Quran, chapter 33, verse 23. Footnote Al-Mushrikeen, polytheists, pagans, idolaters, and disbelievers in the oneness of Allah and his messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him. His sister Ar-Rubayr broke a front tooth of a woman and Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, ordered for retaliation. On that, Anas bin An-Nadr said, O Allah's messenger, by him who has sent you with the truth, my sister's tooth shall not be broken. Then the opponents of Anas's sister accepted the compensation and gave up the claim of retaliation. So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There are some people amongst Allah's slaves whose oaths are fulfilled by Allah when they take them. Narrated Kharija bin Zayd Zayd bin Thabit, may Allah be pleased with him, said, When the Qur'an was compiled from various written manuscripts, one of the verses of Surat Al-Ahzab was missing, which I used to hear Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, reciting. I could not find it except with Khuzayma bin Thabit al-Ansari, whose witness Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, regarded as equal to the witness of two men. And the verse was, Among the believers are men who have been true to their covenant with Allah. Quran, chapter 33, verse 23. Chapter on Practicing Good Deeds Before Taking Part in a Holy Battle Abu Darda said, Indeed the results of your fighting is according to your deeds. The statement of Allah Almighty, O you who believe, why do you say that which you do not do? Most hateful it is with Allah that you say that which you do not do. Verily, Allah loves those who fight in His cause in rows, ranks as if they were a solid structure. Qur'an, chapter 61, verse 2 to verse 4. Narrated Al-Bara, may Allah be pleased with him, a man whose face was covered with an iron mask, that is, clad in armor, came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, shall I fight or embrace Islam first? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Embrace Islam first and then fight. So he embraced Islam and was martyred. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, A little work, but a great reward. He did very little after embracing Islam, but he will be rewarded in abundance. Chapter on Whoever is struck and killed by an arrow thrown by an unidentified person. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Umm al-Rabi'ah bint al-Bara'ah, the mother of Haritha bin Suraqah, came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Prophet, will you tell me about Haritha? Haritha has been killed, that is, martyred, on the day of the Battle of Badr, with an arrow thrown by an unidentified person. She added, If he is in paradise, I will be patient, otherwise I will weep bitterly for him. He said, O mother of Haritha, there are gardens in paradise, and your son got the Firdaus al-A'la, that is, the best place in paradise. Chapter on Whoever fights so that Allah's word, that is, 
Allah's religion of Islamic monotheism be superior. Narrated Abu Musa, may Allah be pleased with him. A man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and asked, A man fights for war booty, another fights for fame, and a third fights for showing off. Which of them is in Allah's cause? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, He who fights that Allah's word, that is, Allah's religion of Islamic monotheism, be superior, is in Allah's cause. Chapter 1 The Superiority of Him Whose Feet Get Covered With Dust In Allah's Cause And the Statement of Allah Almighty It was not becoming of the people of Al-Madinah and the Bedouins of the neighborhood to remain behind Allah's Messenger Muhammad peace be upon him when fighting in Allah's cause. Up to Surely Allah wastes not the reward of Al-Muhsinun, the doers of good. Quran Chapter 9, verse 120 Narrated Abu Abbas, and he is Abdul Rahman bin Jabr. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Anyone whose both feet get covered with dust in Allah's cause will not be touched by the hellfire. Chapter 1 To remove the dust which falls on one's head while striving in Allah's cause. Narrated Ikrimah that Ibn Abbas told him and Ali bin Abdullah to go to Abu Sa'id and listen to some of his narrations. So they both went and saw Abu Sa'id and his brother irrigating a garden belonging to them. When he saw them, he came up to them and sat down with his legs drawn up and wrapped in his garment and said, During the construction of the mosque of the Prophet peace be upon him, we carried the adobe of the mosque one brick at a time, while Ammar used to carry two at a time. The Prophet, peace be upon him, passed by Ammar and removed the dust off his head and said, May Allah be merciful to Ammar. An aggressive group will kill him. Ammar will be inviting them, his murderers, to obey Allah, and they will invite him to the hellfire. See Hadith number 447. Chapter on to take a bath after fighting and after being soiled with dust. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, when Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, returned on the day of the battle of Al-Khandaq, that is, trench. He put down his arms and took a bath. Then Jibreel, Gabriel, whose head was covered with dust, came to him saying, You have put down your arms. By Allah, I have not put down my arms yet. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Where to go now? Jibreel said, This way, pointing towards the tribe of Bani Quraidah. So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, went out towards them. Chapter 1 The Superiority of Those People For Whom The Following Statement of Allah Almighty Was Revealed Think not of those who are killed in the way of Allah as dead. Nay, they are alive with their Lord, and they have provision. They rejoice in what Allah has bestowed upon them of His bounty, and rejoice for the sake of those who have not yet joined them, but are left behind, not yet martyred, that on them no fear shall come, nor shall they grieve. They rejoice in a grace and a bounty from Allah, and that Allah will not waste the reward of the believers. Quran Chapter 3 
verse 169 to 171. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. For thirty days Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, invoked Allah to curse those who had killed the companions of Bi'r Ma'una. He invoked evil upon the tribes of Ri'l, Dhakwan, and Usayyah, who disobeyed Allah and his Messenger, peace be upon him. There was revealed about those who were killed at Bi'r Ma'una a Quranic verse we used to recite, but it was cancelled later on. The verse was, Inform our people that we have met our Lord. He is pleased with us and he has made us pleased. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. Some people drank alcoholic drinks in the morning of the day of the battle of Uhud and were martyred on the same day. Sufyan was asked, were they martyred in the last part of the day? He replied, such information does not occur in the narration. Footnote this happened before the prohibition of alcoholic drinks. Chapter on The Shade of Angels on the Martyrs Narrated Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him. My father's mutilated body was brought to the Prophet peace be upon him and was placed in front of him. I went to uncover his face, but my companions forbade me. Then mourning cries of a lady were heard, and it was said that she was either the daughter or the sister of Amr. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Why is she crying? Or said, Do not cry, for the angels are still shading him with their wings. Al-Bukhari asked Sadaqah, a sub-narrator, Does the narration include the expression, Till he was lifted? The latter replied, Jabir may have said it. Chapter on the wish of the martyred Mujahid to return to the world. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Nobody who enters paradise likes to return to the world, even if he got everything on the earth, except a martyr who wishes to return to the world so that he may be martyred ten times because of the honor and dignity he receives from Allah. Chapter on Paradise is under the blades of swords, jihad in Allah's cause. Narrated Al-Mughira bin Shu'bah, our Prophet, peace be upon him, told us about the message of our Lord that whoever amongst us is killed in jihad in Allah's cause will go to paradise. Umar asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, Is it not true that our men who are killed in jihad in Allah's cause will go to paradise? and theirs, that is those of al-Mushrikun, will go to the hellfire? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes. Narrated Abdullah bin Abi Awfa, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Know that paradise is under the shades of swords, jihad in Allah's cause. Chapter on The Reward of Him who wishes to beget a son to send for jihad. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Once Sulaiman, Solomon, son of Dawood, David, said, By Allah, tonight I will have sexual intercourse with one hundred or ninety-nine women, each of whom will give birth to a knight who will fight in Allah's cause. On that his companion said, Say, Insha'Allah, 
if Allah wills. But he did not say, Allah, if Allah wills. So none except one of those women conceived and gave birth to a half-man, by him in whose hands Muhammad's soul is, if he had said, Allah, if Allah wills, he would have begotten sons, all of whom would have been knights striving in Allah's cause. See Hadith number 6639. Chapter on Bravery and Cowardice in the Battle Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was the best, the bravest, and the most generous of all the people. Once the people of Al-Madinah got frightened, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, rode a horse and went ahead of them and said, We found this horse very fast. Narrated Muhammad bin Jubayr, Jubayr bin Mut'im told me that while he was in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, with the people returning from Hunayn, some people, Bedouins, caught hold of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and started begging of him, so much so that he had to stand under a kind of thorny tree, that is, Samura, and his cloak was snatched away. The Prophet, peace be upon him, stopped and said, Give me my cloak. If I had as many camels as these thorny trees, I would have distributed them amongst you, and you will not find me a miser or a liar or a coward. Chapter on Seeking Refuge with Allah from Cowardice Narrated Amr bin Maymun al-Awdi Sa'ad used to teach his sons the following words as a teacher teaches his students the skills of writing and used to say that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to seek refuge with Allah from them at the end of every salat, prayer. Those words are, O Allah, I seek refuge with you from cowardice, and seek refuge with you from being brought back to senile old age, and seek refuge with you from the fitna, trials or afflictions of the world, and seek refuge with you from the punishments in the grave. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to say, O Allah, I seek refuge with you from helplessness, laziness, cowardice, and senile old age. I seek refuge with you from fitna, trials or afflictions, of life and death, and seek refuge with you from the punishment in the grave. Chapter on Whoever Described What He Has Witnessed in the War Narrated As-Sa'ib bin Yazid, I was in the company of Talha bin Ubaidullah, Sa'ad, Al-Miqdad bin Al-Aswad, and Abdul Rahman bin Auf, may Allah be pleased with them. And I heard none of them narrating anything from Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, but Talha was talking about the day of the Battle of Uhud. Chapter on The Obligation of Going Out for Jihad When There Is a General Call to Arms and what sort of jihad and intentions are compulsory. And the statement of Allah Almighty, March forth whether you are light, being young, healthy and wealthy, or heavy, being ill, old and poor, and strive hard with your wealth and your lives in the cause of Allah. This is better for you, if you but knew. Had it been a near gain, booty in front of them, and an easy journey, they would have followed you. But the distance, the book expedition, was long for them. And they would swear by Allah, saying, If we only could, 
we would certainly have come forth with you. They destroy their own selves, and Allah knows that they are liars. Quran, chapter 9, verse 41, verse 42. And his statement, O you who believe, what is the matter with you, that when you are asked to march forth in the cause of Allah, that is, jihad, you cling heavily to the earth? Are you pleased with the life of this world rather than the hereafter? Up to, able to do all things? Quran, chapter 9, verse 38 to 39. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. On the day of the conquest of Mecca, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is no immigration after the conquest of Mecca, but jihad and intentions. When you are called by the Muslim ruler for jihad, holy fighting in Allah's cause, go forth immediately. See Hadith number 2783. Footnote. Jihad and intentions, that is, to participate in jihad when there is a call for it. Otherwise, you must have intention to participate in jihad, and this intention has the same reward as that of the jihad itself. Chapter on What about a disbeliever who kills a Muslim and later on embraces Islam and starts doing good deeds and gets killed in Allah's cause? Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Allah welcomes two men with a smile, one of whom kills the other and both of them enter paradise. One fights in Allah's cause and gets killed. Later on, Allah forgives the killer, who embraces Islam and also gets martyred in Allah's cause. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. I went to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, while he was at Khaybar after it had fallen in the Muslims' hands. I said, O Allah's Messenger, give me a share from the land of Khaybar. One of the sons of Sa'id bin al-As said, O Allah's Messenger, do not give him a share. I said, This is the murderer of Ibn Qawqal. The son of Sa'id bin al-As said, Strange, a wabr, that is, guinea pig, who has come down to us from the mountain of Qadum, that is, grazing place of sheep, blames me for killing a Muslim who was given superiority by Allah because of me, and Allah did not disgrace me at his hands, that is, was not killed as an infidel. The sub-narrator said, I do not know whether the Prophet, peace be upon him, gave him a share or not. Chapter on Whoever Preferred Jihad to Psalm Fasting Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, in the lifetime of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Abu Talha did not observe Psalm, fast, because of the jihad. But after the Prophet, peace be upon him, died, I never saw him without observing Psalm except on Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. Chapter on There are seven martyrs other than those who were killed in jihad, that is, eight. Footnote Five are mentioned in Hadith number 82, plus the one who dies because of burns, pneumonia, and childbirth. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Five are regarded as martyrs. They are those who die because of plague, abdominal disease, drowning, or wrecking of building, etc., and the martyrs in Allah's cause. 
narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Plague, the cause of martyrdom of every Muslim who dies because of it. Chapter on the statement of Allah Almighty. Not equal are those of the believers who sit at home, except those who are disabled by injury or are blind or lame, up to ever oft forgiving most merciful. Quran, chapter 4, verse 95, verse 96. Narrated Al-Bara, may Allah be pleased with him. When the divine revelation, not equal are those of the believers who sit at home, was revealed, the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent for Zayd bin Thabit, who came with a shoulder blade and wrote on it. Ibn Umm Maktoum complained about his blindness, and on that the following verse was revealed. Not equal are those of the believers who sit at home, except those who are disabled by injury, or are blind or lame. Quran, chapter 4, verse 95. Narrated Sahal bin Sa'ad al-Sa'idi, I saw Marwan bin al-Hakam sitting in the mosque, so I came forward and sat by his side. He told us that Zayd bin Thabit had told him that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, had dictated to him the divine verse, Not equal are those of the believers who sit at home and those who strive hard and fight in the cause of Allah. Quran, chapter 4, verse 95. Zayd said, Ibn Umm Maktoum came to the Prophet peace be upon him while he was dictating to me that very verse. On that, Ibn Maktoum said, O Allah's Messenger, if I had power, I would surely take part in jihad. He was a blind man. So Allah Almighty sent down the revelation to his Messenger peace be upon him while his thigh was on mine and it became so heavy for me that I feared that my thigh would be broken. Then, that state of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was over, after Allah revealed, except those who are disabled by injury, or are blind, or lame. Quran, chapter 4, verse 95. Chapter on, Patience During Fighting. Narrated Salim Abu An-Nadr, Abdullah bin Abi Awfa wrote, and I read what he wrote, that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, when you meet them, that is, your enemy in the battlefield, then be patient. Chapter on Rousing and Exhorting People to Fight And the Statement of Allah Almighty Urge the Believers to Fight Quran, Chapter 8, Verse 65 Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, went towards the Khandaq, that is, trench and saw the Muhajirun, immigrants, and the Ansar, digging in a very cold morning, as they did not have slaves to do that for them. When he noticed their fatigue and hunger, he said, O Allah, the real life is that of the hereafter, so please forgive the Ansar and the Muhajirun. In its reply, the Muhajirun and the Ansar said, We are those who have given the Bay'ah pledge, to Muhammad, peace be upon him, that we will carry on jihad as long as we live. Footnote The word immigrants at other places has been written as Muhajirun. See Glossary for Muhajirun. Chapter on The Digging of the Khandaq, Trench 
narrated Anas may Allah be pleased with him. The Muhajirun, emigrants, and the Ansar started digging the trench around Al-Madinah, carrying the earth on their backs and saying, We are those who have given the bay'ah, pledge, to Muhammad, peace be upon him, that we will carry on jihad as long as we live. The Prophet, peace be upon him, kept on replying, O Allah, there is no good except the good of the hereafter. So confer your blessing on the Ansar and the Muhajirun. Narrated Al-Bara, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, went on carrying the earth and saying, Without you, O Allah, we would have got no guidance. Narrated Al-Bara, may Allah be pleased with him. On the day of the battle of Al-Ahzab, the Confederates, I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, carrying earth, and the earth was covering the whiteness of his abdomen, and he was saying, Without you, O Allah, we would have got no guidance, nor given in charity, nor offered salat, prayers. So please bless us with tranquility and make firm our feet when we meet our enemies. Indeed, these people have rebelled against us, but never shall we yield if they try to bring fitna, trial, affliction upon us. Chapter 1 The Reward of Whoever Is Held Back From Jihad By A Legal Cause Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. We returned from the Ghazwah of Tabuk along with the Prophet, peace be upon him. See Hadith number 2839 below. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. While the Prophet, peace be upon him, was in a Ghazwah, he said, Some people have remained behind us in Al-Madinah, and we never crossed a mountain path or a valley, but they were with us, that is, sharing the reward with us as they have been held back by a legal excuse. Chapter 1 The Superiority of Observing Psalm Fast in Allah's Cause to Seek His Good Pleasure Narrated Abu Sa'id, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard the Prophet peace be upon him saying, Whosoever observes Psalm, fast for one day in Allah's Cause to seek his good pleasure, Allah will keep his face away from the hellfire, a distance covered by a journey of seventy years. Chapter 1 The Superiority of Spending in Allah's Cause, that is, for Jihad Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever spends two things in Allah's cause will be called by all the gatekeepers of paradise, who will be saying, O oh, so-and-so, come here. Abu Bakr said, O oh, Allah's Messenger, such persons will never be destroyed. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I hope you will be one of them. Narrated Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ascended the pulpit and said, Nothing worries me as to what will happen to you after me except the temptation of worldly blessings which will be conferred on you. Then he mentioned the worldly pleasures. He started with the one, that is, the blessings, and took up the other, that is, the pleasures. A man got up saying, O Allah's Messenger, can the good bring about evil? The Prophet, peace be upon him, remained silent, and we thought that he was being inspired divinely. 
So all the people kept silent with awe. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, wiped the sweat off his face and asked, Where is the preceding questioner? Do you think wealth is good? He repeated thrice, adding, No doubt, good brings nothing but good. Indeed, it is like what grows on the banks of a stream, which either kills or nearly kills the grazing animals, because of gluttony except the vegetation-eating animal, which eats till both its flanks are full, that is, till it gets satisfied, and then stands in the sun, and defecates and urinates and again starts grazing. This worldly property is sweet vegetation. How excellent the wealth of the Muslim is, if it is collected through legal means and is spent in Allah's cause and on orphans, poor people, and travelers. But he who does not take it legally is like an eater who is never satisfied, and his wealth will be a witness against him on the day of resurrection. Chapter on The Superiority of One Who Prepares a Ghazi, Fighter for Jihad, or Looks After His Dependents in His Absence. Narrated Zayd bin Khalid, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, He who prepares a ghazi, going in Allah's cause, is given a reward equal to that of a ghazi. And he who looks after properly the dependence of a ghazi, going in Allah's cause, is given a reward equal to that of a ghazi. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to not enter any house in al Madina except the house of Umm Sulaim, besides those of his wives. When he was asked why, he said, I take pity on her, as her brother was killed in my company. Chapter on To apply hanut, that is, a kind of scent, during the battle. Narrated Ibn Aun. Once Musa bin Anas, while describing the battle of Yamama, said, Anas bin Malik went to Thabit bin Qais, who had lifted his clothes from his thighs and was applying hanut to his body. Anas asked, O uncle, what is holding you back from the battle? He replied, O my nephew, I am coming just now, and went on perfuming himself with hanut. Then he came and sat in the row. Anas then mentioned that the people fled from the battlefield. On that, Thabit said, Clear the way for me to fight the enemy. We would never do so, that is, flee, in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. How bad the habits you have acquired from your enemies. Chapter on The Superiority of the Reconnoiterer Narrated Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, who will bring me the information about the enemy on the day of the battle of Al-Ahzab, the Confederates? Az-Zubayr said, I will. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said again, Who will bring me the information about the enemy? Az-Zubayr said again, I will. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Every Prophet had a Hawari, disciple, and my Hawari is Az-Zubayr. Chapter on can the reconnoiterer be sent alone? Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, when the Prophet, peace be upon him, called the people. Sadaqah, a sub-narrator, said, Most probably that happened on the day of Al-Khandaq. Az-Zubayr responded to the call, that is, to act as a reconnoiterer, 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, called the people again, and Az-Zubayr responded to the call. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said, Every Prophet had a Hawari, disciple, and my Hawari is Az-Zubayr bin al-Awwam. Chapter on The Traveling of Two Persons Together Narrated Malik bin al-Huwayrith On my departure from the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said to me and to a friend of mine, You two, pronounce the Adhan and the Iqamah for the Salat, prayer, and let the elder of you lead the Salat, prayer. Chapter on Goodwill remain as a permanent quality in the forelocks of horses, especially those kept for the purpose of jihad till the day of resurrection. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Goodwill remain as a permanent quality in the forelocks of horses meant for jihad till the day of resurrection. Narrated Urwah bin al-Ja'd, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Goodwill remain as a permanent quality in the forelocks of horses meant for jihad till the day of resurrection. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There is a blessing in the forelocks of horses meant for jihad. Chapter on Jihad is to be carried on, whether the Muslim ruler who calls for it is good or bad. By virtue of the saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him, good will remain as a permanent quality in the forelocks of horses meant for jihad till the day of resurrection. Narrated Urwah al-Bariqi, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Goodwill remain as a permanent quality in the forelocks of horses meant for jihad till the day of resurrection, for they bring about a reward in the hereafter and booty in this world. Chapter on The Superiority of the One Who Keeps a Horse for the Purpose of Jihad in Allah's Cause, as indicated by the statement of Allah Almighty, and make ready against them all you can of power including steeds of war, tanks, planes, missiles, artillery, etc. Qur'an, Chapter 8, Verse 60 Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If somebody keeps a horse for jihad in Allah's cause, motivated by his faith in Allah and his belief in his promise, then he will be rewarded on the day of resurrection for what the horse has eaten, or drunk and for its dung and urine as good deeds in his balance. Chapter on To Name a Horse and a Donkey Narrated Abdullah bin Abi Qatada Abu Qatada went out on a journey with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, but he was left behind with some of his companions who were in a state of ihram. He himself was not in a state of ihram. They saw an onager before he could see it. When they saw the onager, they did not speak anything till Abu Qadada saw it. So he rode over his horse, called Al-Jarada, and requested them to give him his lash. But they refused. So he himself took it and then attacked the onager and slaughtered it. He ate of its meat and his companions ate too. But they regretted their eating. When they met the Prophet, peace be upon him, they asked him about it. And he asked, have you some of its meat left with you? Abu Qatada replied, Yes, we have its leg with us, 
So the Prophet, peace be upon him, took and ate it. Narrated Sahel In our garden there was a horse belonging to the Prophet, peace be upon him, called Al-Luhayf or Al-Luhayf. Narrated Mu'adh, may Allah be pleased with him. I was a companion rider behind the Prophet, peace be upon him, on a donkey called Ufayr. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked, O Mu'adh, do you know what Allah's right on his slaves is, and what the right of his slaves on him is? I replied, Allah and his messenger know better. He said, Allah's right on his slaves is that they should worship him alone and should not worship anything else besides him. And, Slave's right on Allah is that he should not punish him who worships none besides him. I said, O Allah's Messenger, should I not inform the people of this good news? He said, Do not inform them of it, lest they should depend on it solely. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Once there was a feeling of fright in Al-Madinah. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, borrowed a horse belonging to us called Mandub and he rode away on it. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, returned, he said, I have not seen anything of fright, and I found it, that is, the horse, very fast. Chapter On What Has Been Said About the Evil Omen of a Horse Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Evil omen is in three things, the horse, the woman and the house. Footnote. Superstition is disliked in Islam. But if one should think that there are things of bad omen, one may find such bad omen in a horse that is obstinate or not used for jihad, a woman that is sterile or discontented or impudent, a house that is not spacious or far from the mosque or neighboring a bad neighbor. Narrated Sahal bin Sa'ad al-Sa'idi, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, If there is any evil omen in anything, then it is in the woman, the horse, and the house. See the footnote of Hadith number 2858. Chapter on Horses are kept for three purposes, and the statement of Allah Almighty. And he has created horses, mules, and donkeys for you to ride and as an adornment. And he creates other things of which you have no knowledge. Quran Chapter 16 Verse 8 Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Horses are kept for one of three purposes. For some people, they are a source of reward. For some others, they are a means of shelter, livelihood, and for some others, they are a source of sins. The one for whom they are a source of reward is he who keeps a horse for Allah's cause, that is, jihad, tying it with a long tether on a meadow or in a garden, with the result that whatever it eats from the area of the meadow or the garden where it is tied will be counted as good deeds for his benefit. And if it should break its rope and jump over one or two hillocks, then all its dung and its footmarks will be written as good deeds for him. And if it passes by a river and drinks water from it, even though he had no intention of watering it, even then he will get the reward for its drinking. 
As for the man for whom horses are a source of sins, he is the one who keeps a horse for the sake of pride and show off and showing enmity for Muslims. Such a horse will be a source of sins for him. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was asked about donkeys, he replied, Nothing has been revealed to me about them except this unique comprehensive verse. So, whosoever does good equal to the weight of an atom, or a small ant, shall see it. And whosoever does evil equal to the weight of an atom, or a small ant, shall see it. Quran Chapter 99, verse 7 and verse 8 Chapter 1 Whoever beats somebody else's animal during the battle, intending to help its rider. Narrated Abu Aqil, Abu al-Mutawakkil al-Naji said, I called on Jabir bin Abdullah al-Ansari and said to him, Relate to me what you have heard from Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. He said, I accompanied him on one of the journeys. Abu Aqil said, I do not know whether that journey was for the purpose of jihad or umrah. When we were returning, Jabir continued, the Prophet peace be upon him said, Whoever wants to return earlier to his family should hurry up. We set off and I was on a black, red-tainted camel having no defect and the people were behind me. While I was in that state, the camel stopped suddenly because of exhaustion. On that, the Prophet peace be upon him said to me, O Jabir, wait. Then he hit it once with his lash and it started moving on a fast pace. He then said, Will you sell the camel? I replied in the affirmative. When we reached Al-Madinah and the Prophet peace be upon him went to the mosque along with his companions, I too went after him after tying the camel on the pavement at the mosque gate. Then I said to him, this is your camel. He came out and started examining the camel and saying, The camel is ours. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent some awaq, that is, an amount of gold, saying, Give it to Jabir. Then he asked, Have you taken the full price of the camel? I replied in the affirmative. He said, Both the price and the camel are for you. Chapter On Riding on an unmanageable animal or a stallion horse. Rashid bin Sa'ad said, The early Muslims preferred to ride stallions, for they were faster and more daring than mares. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. There was a feeling of fright in Al-Madinah. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, borrowed a horse called Mandub, belonging to Abu Talha, and mounted it. On his return, he said, I did not see anything of fright, and I found this horse very fast. Chapter 1 The Share of the Horse from the Booty Malik said, A share of the booty is to be devoted to horses including Al-Baradin, non-Arab horses, by virtue of the statement of Allah, and He has created horses, mules, and donkeys for you to ride. Quran Chapter 16, Verse 8 Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, fixed two shares for the horse and one share for its rider from the war booty. Chapter on Leading Somebody Else's Animal During the Battle Narrated Abu Ishaq 
Somebody asked Al-Bara bin Azib, Did you flee, deserting Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, during the battle of Hunayn? Al-Bara replied, But Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, did not flee. The people of the tribe of Hawazin were good archers. When we met them, we attacked them, and they fled. When the Muslims started collecting the war booty, Al-Mushrikun faced us with arrows, but Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, did not flee. No doubt, I saw him on his white mule, and Abu Sufyan was holding its reins, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, was saying, I am the Prophet without a lie. I am the son of Abdul Muttalib. Chapter on The Saddle and the Stirrup of an Animal Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, when the Prophet, peace be upon him, put his feet in the stirrup and the she-camel got up carrying him, he would start reciting Talbiyyah at the mosque of Dhul Hulayfa. Chapter on The Riding of an Unsaddled Horse Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, met them, that is, the people, while he was riding an unsaddled horse with his sword slung over his shoulder. Chapter on A Slow Horse Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Once the people of Al-Madinah were frightened, so the Prophet, peace be upon him, rode a horse belonging to Abu Talha, and it ran slowly, or was of short paces. When he returned, he said, I found your, that is Abu Talha's, horse very fast. After that, the horse could not be surpassed in running. Chapter on Horse Races Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, arranged for a horse race amongst the horses that had been made lean to take place between Al-Hafiya and Thaniyat al-Wada'a, that is, names of two places, and the horses which had not been made lean from Al-Thaniyat to the mosque of Bani Zuraiq. I was also amongst those who took part in that horse race. Sufyan, a sub-narrator, said, The distance between Al-Hafiya and Thaniyat al-Wada'a is five or six miles, and between Thaniyat and the mosque of Bani Zuriq is one mile. Chapter on Idmar The Preparation of Horses for Racing by a Process by which strong fat horses are turned into lean ones through giving them limited amounts of food. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, arranged for a horse race of the horses which had not been made lean. The area of the race was from Athaniyat to the mosque of Bani Zuraiq. The sub-narrator said, Abdullah bin Umar was amongst those who participated in that race. Chapter on The Extreme Limit of the Distance of the Race of Horses That Have Been Made Lean Narrated Abu Ishaq Musa bin Uqba said, Nafi'i said, Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, arranged a horse race amongst the horses that had been made lean, letting them start from Al-Hafiya and their limit, distance of running, was up to Thaniyat Al-Wada'a. I asked Musa, what was the distance between the two places? Musa replied, six or seven miles. 
he arranged a race of the horses which had not been made lean, sending them from Thaniyat al-Wada'ah, and their limit was up to the mosque of Bani Zuraiq. I asked, what was the distance between those two places? He replied, one mile or so. Ibn Umar was amongst those who participated in that horse race. Chapter on The She-Camel of the Prophet peace be upon him Ibn Umar said, The Prophet peace be upon him made Usama ride behind him on Al-Qaswa, that is, the Prophet's She-Camel. Al-Miswar said, The Prophet peace be upon him said, Al-Qaswa has not become stubborn. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The she-camel of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was called Al-Adba. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, had a she-camel called Al-Adba, which could not be excelled in a race. Humayd, a sub-narrator, said, or could hardly be excelled. Once a Bedouin came riding a camel below six years of age, which surpassed it, that is, Al-Adba, in the race. The Muslims felt it so much that the Prophet, peace be upon him, noticed their distress. He then said, It is incumbent upon Allah, or it is Allah's law, that he lowers or brings down whatever rises high in the world. See Volume 8, Hadith number 6501 Chapter on Going to Holy Battles on a Donkey Chapter on the white mule of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Anas referred to this in a narration. Abu Humayd said, The king of Ailah presented a white mule to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Amr bin al-Harith, The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not leave anything behind him after his death except a white mule, his arms, and a piece of land which he left to be given in charity. Narrated Al-Bara, may Allah be pleased with him, that a man asked him, O Abu Umarah, did you flee on the day of the battle of Hunayn? He replied, No, by Allah, the Prophet peace be upon him did not flee, but the hasty people fled, and the people of the tribe of Hawazin attacked them with arrows, while the Prophet peace be upon him was riding his white mule. Abu Sufyan bin al-Harith was holding its reins, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, was saying, I am the Prophet without a lie. I am the son of Abdul Muttalib. Chapter on The Jihad of Women Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the mother of faithful believers. I requested the Prophet, peace be upon him, to permit me to participate in jihad. But he said, Your jihad is the performance of Hajj, pilgrimage to Mecca. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the mother of the faithful believers. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was asked by his wives about the jihad, and he replied, The best jihad for you is the performance of Hajj. Chapter on The Participation of a Woman in a Sea Battle Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, went to the daughter of Milhan, and reclined there, and slept and then woke up smiling. She asked, O Allah's Messenger, what makes you smile? He replied, In a dream, I saw some people amongst my followers were sailing on the green sea in Allah's cause, resembling kings on thrones. She said, O Allah's Messenger, invoke Allah to make me one of them. 
Then he slept again and woke up and smiled. She asked him the same question, and he gave the same reply. She said, Invoke Allah to make me one of them. He replied, You will be amongst the first group of them. You will not be amongst the last. Later on, she married Ubadah bin As-Samit, and then she sailed on the sea with Bint Qaradah, Muawiyah's wife, for jihad. On her return, she mounted her riding animal, which threw her down, breaking her neck, and she died on falling down. Chapter On The Man's Selection of One of His Wives to Accompany Him in Holy Battles Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Whenever the Prophet, peace be upon him, intended to proceed on a journey, he used to draw lots amongst his wives and would take the one upon whom the lot fell. Once, before setting out for jihad, he drew lots amongst us, and the lot came to me. So I went with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and that happened after the revelation of the verses of hijab, that is, veiling. Chapter on The Jihad of Women and Their Fighting Along with Men Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. On the day of the Battle of Uhud, when some people retreated and left the Prophet, peace be upon him, I saw Aisha bint Abi Bakr and Umm Sulaim with their robes tucked up so that the bangles around their ankles were visible, hurrying with their water skins. In another narration it is said, carrying the water skins on their backs. Then they would pour the water in the mouths of the people and return to fill the water skins again and came back again to pour water in the mouths of the people. Footnote This event took place before the revelation of the verses of hijab, that is, the veil. Fath al-Bari, Volume 6 Chapter on The Carrying of Water Skins by the Women to the People and Giving Them Water to Drink During Holy Battles Narrated Thalabah bin Abi Malik Umar bin al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, distributed some garments amongst the women of Al-Madina. One good garment remained, and one of those present with him said, O chief of the believers, give this garment to your wife, the granddaughter of Allah's messenger, peace be upon him. They meant Umm Kalthum, the daughter of Ali. Umar said, Umm Salit has more right to have it. Um Salit was amongst those Ansari women who had given the bay'ah, pledge, to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Umar said, She, that is, Um Salit, used to carry the water skins to provide us water on the day of Uhud. Chapter on The Treatment of the Wounded by the Women During Holy Battles Narrated Ar-Rubay'i bint Mu'awwid, We were in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, providing the wounded with water and treating them and bringing the killed and the wounded to Al-Madinah from the battlefield. Chapter on The Bringing Back of the Wounded and the Killed by the Women Narrated Ar-Rubay'i bint Mu'awwid We used to take part in holy battles with the Prophet peace be upon him by providing the people with water and serving them and bringing the killed and the wounded back to Al-Madinah. Chapter on Removing the Arrow from the Body Narrated Abu Musa, may Allah be pleased with him. Abu Amir was hit with an arrow in his knee, so I went to him and he asked me to remove the arrow. When I removed it, the water started dribbling from it. Then I went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and told him about it. 
he said, O Allah, forgive Ubaid Abu Amir. Chapter on Vigilance During Holy Battles in Allah's Cause Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was vigilant one night, and when he reached Al-Madinah, he said, Would that a pious man from my companions guard me tonight? Suddenly we heard the clatter of arms. He said, Who is that? He, the newcomer, replied, I am Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas and have come to guard you. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, slept that night. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Let the slave of dinar and dirham, and qatifah and khamisah, that is, money and luxurious clothes, perish, for he is pleased if these things are given to him, and if not, he is displeased. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Let the slave of dinar and dirham, and qatifah and khamisah, perish, as he is pleased if these things are given to him, and if not, he is displeased. Let such a person perish, and relapse, and if he is pierced with a thorn, let him not find anyone to take it out for him. Tuba, all kinds of happiness, or a tree in paradise, is for him who holds the reins of his horse to strive in Allah's cause, with his hair unkempt, and feet covered with dust. If he is appointed in the vanguard, he is perfectly satisfied with his post of guarding. And if he is appointed in the rear guard, he accepts his post with satisfaction. He is so simple and unambitious that if he asks for permission, he is not permitted. And if he intercedes, his intercession is not accepted. Footnote 1 let him not find anyone to take it out for him, so that he would not be able to work and earn what he desires most. Footnote 2 The latter are characteristics of a person who is not interested in worldly privileges. He does not seek fame or high social rank. His sole ambition is to win paradise and Allah's pleasure. Chapter on The Service During Holy Battles Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. I was in the company of Jarir bin Abdullah in a journey, and he used to serve me, though he was older than I. Jarir said, I saw the Ansar doing a thing, that is, showing deep respect and great reverence to the Prophet, peace be upon him, for which I have vowed that whenever I meet any of them, I will serve him. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. I went along with the Prophet, peace be upon him, to Khaybar, so as to serve him. Later on, when the Prophet, peace be upon him, returned, he, on the seeing the Uhud mountain, said, This is a mountain that loves us and is loved by us. Then he pointed towards Al-Madinah with his hand and said, O Allah, make the area which is in between Al-Madinah's two mountains a sanctuary as Ibrahim, Abraham made Makkah a sanctuary. O Allah, bless us in our Salah and Mud, that is, units of measuring. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. We were with the Prophet, peace be upon him, on a journey, and the only shade one could have was the shade made by one's own garment. Those who observed Salm, fast, did not do any work, and those who did not observe Salm, fast, served the camels and brought the water on them.
and treated the sick and wounded. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Today, those who were not observing Som, fast, took all the reward. Footnote. This does not mean that those who observed Som, fast, did not deserve any reward, but it means that those who did not observe Som deserved double reward because they served themselves as well as the persons observing Som, fast. Chapter on the superiority of him who carries the luggage of his companions during a journey. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Charity is obligatory every day on every joint of a human being. If one helps a person in matters concerning his riding animal by helping him to ride it or lifting his luggage onto it, all this will be regarded as charity. A good word and every step one takes to offer the compulsory congregational salat, prayer, is regarded as charity and guiding somebody on the road is regarded as charity. Footnote. Charity is obligatory every day on every joint of a human being. To show gratitude to Allah by keeping your body safe and sound, you should give in charity or do charitable deeds. Chapter on The Superiority of Guarding Muslims from Infidels for a Day in Allah's Cause and the Statement of Allah Almighty O you who believe, endure and be more patient than your enemy, and guard your territory by stationing army units permanently at the places from where the enemy can attack you, and fear Allah so that you may be successful. Quran Chapter 3 Verse 200 Narrated Sahal bin Sa'ad al-Sa'idi May Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, To guard Muslims from infidels in Allah's cause for one day, is better than the world and whatever is on its surface, and a place in paradise, as small as that occupied by the whip of one of you, is better than the world and whatever is on its surface, and a morning's or an evening's journey, which a slave, person, travels in Allah's cause, is better than the world and whatever is on its surface. Chapter on Whoever Sets Off for a Holy Battle Accompanied by a Boy Servant Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Abu Talha, Choose one boy from your boys to serve me till the expedition to Khaybar. Abu Talha took me, letting me ride behind him while I was a boy, nearing the age of puberty. I used to serve Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, when he stopped to rest. Very often I used to hear him saying, O Allah, I seek refuge with you from distress and sorrow from helplessness and laziness, from miserliness and cowardice, from being overpowered by other men. When we reached Khaybar, and Allah enabled him to conquer the fort of Khaybar, the beauty of Safiya bint Huyay bin Akhtab was described to him. Her husband had been killed while she was a bride. So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, selected her for himself and took her along with him till we reached a place called Sadd al-Sahba, where she was clean from her menses. He took her for his wife. Hais, a kind of dish, was served on a small leather sheet. Then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, told me to call those who were around me. 
So, that was the marriage banquet of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and Safiya. Then, we left for Al-Madinah. I saw Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, folding a cloak round the hump of the camel so as to make a wide space for Safiya to sit on behind him. He sat beside his camel, letting his knees for Safiya to put her feet on so as to mount the camel. We proceeded till we reached Al-Madinah. He looked at Uhud, mountain, and said, This is a mountain which loves us and is loved by us. Then he, peace be upon him, looked at Al-Madinah and said, O Allah, I make the area between its, that is, Al-Madinah's, two mountains, a sanctuary as Ibrahim, Ibrahim, peace be upon him, made Makkah a sanctuary. O Allah, bless them, that is, the people of Al-Madinah, in their mud and sa'ah, that is, units of measuring. Chapter 1 To Go on a Sea Voyage Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Um Haram told me that the Prophet, peace be upon him, one day took a midday nap in her house. Then he woke up smiling. Um Haram asked, O Allah's Messenger, what makes you smile? He replied, I was astonished to see in my dream some people amongst my followers on a sea voyage, looking like kings on the thrones. She said, O Allah's Messenger, Invoke Allah to make me one of them. He replied, You are amongst them. He slept again and then woke up smiling and said the same as before, twice or thrice. And she said, O Allah's Messenger, invoke Allah to make me one of them. And he said, You are amongst the first batch. Ubadah bin al-Samit married her, that is, Umm Haram, and then he took her for jihad. When she returned, an animal was presented to her to ride, but she fell down and her neck was broken, and she died. Chapter On Whoever Sought the Help of Poor and Pious Men in War Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Abu Sufyan said to me, Caesar said to me, I asked you whether the wealthy people followed him, that is, Muhammad, peace be upon him, or the poor, and you said that the poor, really, such are the followers of the messengers. Narrated Mus'ab bin Sa'd Once, Sa'd bin Abi Waqqas, may Allah be pleased with him, thought that he was superior to those who were below him in rank. On that, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, You gain no victory or livelihood except through the blessings and invocations of the poor amongst you. Narrated Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, a time will come when groups of people will go for jihad and it will be asked, Is there anyone amongst you who has enjoyed the company of the Prophet peace be upon him? The answer will be, Yes, then they will be given victory by Allah. Then a time will come when it will be asked, Is there anyone amongst you who has enjoyed the company of the companions of the Prophet peace be upon him? It will be said, Yes, and they will be given victory by Allah. Then a time will come when it will be said, Is there anyone amongst you who has enjoyed the company of the companions of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him? It will be said, Yes. And they will be given victory by Allah. Chapter On Do not say that so and so is a martyr. Narrated Abu Hurairah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, 
Allah knows him who fights in his cause and Allah knows him who gets wounded in his cause. Narrated Sahal bin Sa'ad al-Sa'idi, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and al-Mushrikun met each other in a battle and started fighting. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, returned to his camp and when al-Mushrikun returned to their camp, Somebody talked about a man amongst the companions of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, who would follow and kill with his sword any mushrik going alone. He or they said, Nobody did his job, that is, fighting, so properly today as that man. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, he is one of the people of the hellfire. A man amongst the people said, I shall accompany him to watch what he does. Thus he accompanied him, and wherever he stood, he would stand with him, and wherever he ran, he would run with him. Then the brave man got wounded seriously, and he hurried to die quickly. So he planted the blade of the sword in the ground, directing its sharp end towards his chest between his two breasts. Then he leaned on the sword and killed himself. Another man came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, I testify that you are Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked, What has happened? He replied, It is about the man whom you had described as one of the people of the hellfire. The people were greatly surprised at what you said, and I said, I will find out his reality for you. So I came out seeking him. He got severely wounded and hastened to die by planting the blade of his sword in the ground, directing its sharp end towards his chest between his two breasts. Then he leaned on his sword and killed himself. Then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, A man may seem to the people as if he were doing the good deeds of the people of paradise, while in fact he is from the people of the hellfire. Another may seem to the people as if he were doing the deeds of the people of hellfire, while in fact he is from the people of paradise. Chapter on Exhortation to Archery, that is, arrow throwing, and the statement of Allah Almighty, and make ready against them all you can of power, including steeds of war, tanks, planes, missiles, artillery, etc., to threaten the enemy of Allah and your enemy. Quran, Chapter 8 Verse 60. Narrated Salamah bin al-Akwa, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, passed by some people of the tribe of Bani Aslam who were practicing archery. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O Bani Ismail, practice archery as your father Ismail was a great archer. Keep on throwing arrows, and I am with Bani so and so. So, one of the parties ceased throwing. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, what is the matter with you? Why have you ceased throwing? They replied, How should we throw while you are with them? That is, on their side. On that, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Throw, and I am with all of you. Narrated Abu Usaid, may Allah be pleased with him. On the day of the battle of Badr, when we stood in rows against the army of Quraysh, and they stood in rows against us, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, When they come near you, Throw arrows at them. Chapter on To play with spears and other similar arms. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. 
while some Ethiopians were playing in the presence of the Prophet peace be upon him, Umar came in, picked up a stone, and hit them with it. On that, the Prophet peace be upon him said, O Umar, allow them to play. Ma'mar, the sub-narrator, added that they were playing in the mosque. Chapter on The Shield and Shielding Oneself with the Shield of His Companion Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Abu Talha and the Prophet peace be upon him used to shield themselves with one shield. Abu Talha was a good archer and when he threw his arrows, the Prophet peace be upon him would look at the target of his arrows. Narrated Sahil, may Allah be pleased with him. When the helmet of the Prophet peace be upon him was smashed on his head and blood covered his face and one of his front teeth got broken, Ali brought the water in his shield and Fatima, the Prophet's daughter, washed him. But when she saw that the bleeding increased more by the water, she took a mat, burnt it, and the wound of the Prophet peace be upon him was filled with its ashes and so the blood stopped oozing out. See Hadith number 243 Narrated Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. The properties of Bani and Nadir, which Allah had transferred to his messenger peace be upon him, as Fay' Buri, were not gained by the Muslims with their horses and camels. The property, therefore, belonged especially to Allah's messenger peace be upon him, who used to give his family their yearly expenditure and spend what remained thereof on arms and horses to be used in Allah's cause. Footnote Fay' Buri War Budi gained without fighting. Narrated Ali, may Allah be pleased with him. I never saw the Prophet peace be upon him saying, Let my parents sacrifice their lives for you, to any man after Sa'd, that is, Sa'd bin Malik Abi Waqqas. I heard him saying to him, Throw the arrows, let my parents sacrifice their lives for you. See Volume 5, Chapter 16 and Hadith number 3725. Chapter on The Leather Shield Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came to my house while two girls were singing beside me the songs of Bu'ath, a story about the battle between the two tribes of the Ansar, that is, Khazraj and Aus, before Islam. The Prophet, peace be upon him, reclined on the bed and turned his face to the other side. Abu Bakr came and scolded me and said protestingly, Instruments of Satan in the presence of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, turned his face towards him and said, Leave them. When Abu Bakr became inattentive, I waved the two girls to go away and they left. Aisha added, It was the day of Eid and Negroes were playing with leather shields and spears. Either I requested Allah's Messenger peace be upon him, or he himself asked me whether I would like to see the display. I replied in the affirmative. Then he let me stand behind him, and my cheek was touching his cheek, and he was saying, Carry on, O Bani Arifda. When I got tired, he asked me if that was enough. I replied in the affirmative, and he told me to go. Chapter on The Straps for Suspending Swords and the Hanging of the Sword by the Neck Narrated Anas may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was the best and the bravest among the people. 
Once the people of Al-Madinah got terrified at night, so they went in the direction of the noise that terrified them. The Prophet peace be upon him met them on his way back, after he had found out the cause of the noise. He was riding an unsaddled horse belonging to Abu Talha, and a sword was hanging by his neck. And he was saying, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He further said, I found it, that is, the horse, very fast. Or said, This horse is very fast. Qastalani Chapter on What has been said regarding the decoration of swords with gold and silver, etc. Narrated Abu Umama, some people conquered many countries and their swords were decorated neither with gold nor silver, but they were decorated with leather, lead and iron. Chapter on Whoever hung his sword on a tree at midday nap. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, that he proceeded in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, towards Najd to participate in a ghazwa, holy battle. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, returned, he too returned with him. Midday came upon them while they were in a valley having many thorny trees. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and the people dismounted and dispersed to rest in the shade of the trees. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, rested under a tree and hung his sword on it. We all took a nap, and suddenly we heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, calling us. We woke up to see a Bedouin with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, This Bedouin took out my sword while I was sleeping, and when I woke up, I found the unsheathed sword in his hand. And he challenged me, saying, Who will save you from me? I said thrice, Allah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not punish him, and he was sitting there. Footnote 1. Ghazwa, plural, Ghazawat. A holy battle or fighting in the cause of Allah, consisting of a large army unit, with the Prophet, peace be upon him, himself leading the army. Footnote 2. Jibril, Gabriel then hit the Bedouin on the hand and let fall the sword which was picked up by Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, forgave the Bedouin, although he could have killed him on the spot if he had wished. Qastalani, Volume 5 Chapter on The Wearing of a Helmet Narrated Sahl, may Allah be pleased with him, that he was asked about the wound of the Prophet, peace be upon him, on the day of the Battle of Uhud. He said, The face of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was wounded, and one of his front teeth was broken, and the helmet over his head was smashed. Fatima, may Allah be pleased with her, washed off the blood, while Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, held water. When she saw that bleeding was increasing, she burnt a mat of date palm leaves, till it turned into ashes, and she filled the wound with those ashes, and thus the bleeding ceased. Chapter on Whoever does not consider it logical to break the weapons and to slaughter the animals of the deceased. Footnote This contradicts the practice of the people of the pre-Islamic period, who used to break the weapons of their dead chief and kill his animals. Islam abolished such practice. Fath al-Bari Narrated Umar bin al-Harith the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not leave behind him after his death anything except his arms, his white mule, and a piece of land at Khaybar which he left to be given in charity.
Chapter 1 The Dispersing of the People Away from the Imam at Midday to Rest in the Shade of Trees Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, that he participated in a ghazwa, holy battle, in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Midday came upon them while they were in a valley, having many thorny trees. The people dispersed to rest in the shade of the trees. The Prophet, peace be upon him, rested under a tree, hung his sword on it, and then slept. Then he woke up to find near to him a man whose presence he had not noticed before. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, This man took my sword out of its scabbard and said, Who will save you from me? I replied, Allah. So he put the sword back into its scabbard, and you see him sitting here. Anyhow, the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not punish him. See Hadith number 2910. Chapter on What is said regarding spears? Narrated Ibn Umar that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, My livelihood is under the shade of my spear, and he who disobeys my orders will be humiliated by paying jizya. Footnote 1. Under the shade of my spear means from war booty. Footnote 2. Jizya. Head tax imposed by Islam on all non-Muslims living under the protection of an Islamic government. See Sahih al-Bukhari, chapter 1, and a hadith number 3156, 3157, and 3159. Narrated Abu Qadada, may Allah be pleased with him, that he was in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and when they had covered a portion of the road to Mecca, he and some of the companions lagged behind. The latter were in a state of ihram while he was not. He saw an onager and rode his horse and requested his companions to give him his lash, but they refused. Then he asked them to give him his spear, but they refused. So he took it himself, attacked the onager, and killed it. Some of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, ate of it, while some others refused to eat. When they caught up with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, they asked him about that, and he said, That was a meal Allah fed you with. It is also said that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked, Have you got something of its meat? Footnote 3. Ihram. A state in which one is prohibited to practice certain deeds that are lawful at other times. The duties of Umrah and Hajj are performed during such state. When one assumes this state, the first thing one should do is to express mentally and orally one's intention to assume this state for the purpose of performing Hajj or Umrah. Then, Talbiyah is recited. Two sheets of unstitched clothes are the only clothes one wears. Izar, worn below one's waist, and the other, Rida. Worn round the upper part of the body. Chapter on What is said regarding the armor of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the coat of mail during the battle. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, As for Khalid, he has kept his armor for Allah's cause. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, while in a tent on the day of the battle of Badr, said, O Allah, I request you to fulfill your covenant and your promise. O Allah, if your will is that none should worship you after today. Abu Bakr then held him by the hand and said, 
This is sufficient, O Allah's Messenger. You have appealed to your Lord too pressingly. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was clad in his armor at that time. He went out saying, Their multitude will be put to flight, and they will show their backs. Nay, but the hour is their appointed time for their full recompense, and that hour will be more grievous and more bitter. Quran Chapter 54 Verse 45 and Verse 46 Khalid said, That was on the day of the Battle of Badr. See Volume 5, Hadith Number 3953 Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, died while his iron armor was mortgaged to a Jew for thirty sa'ah of barley. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The example of a miser and the one who gives in charity is like the example of two men wearing iron cloaks so tightly that their arms are raised forcibly towards their collar bones. So whenever a charitable person intends to give in charity, his cloak spreads over his body so much so that it wipes out his traces. But whenever the miser intends to give in charity, the rings of the iron cloak come closer to each other and press over his body, and his hands get connected to his collar bones. Abu Hurairah heard the Prophet peace be upon him saying, The miser then tries to widen it, but in vain. Footnote 1 Traces here stands for sins. Charitable deeds cancel one's sins. Footnote 2 When a miser thinks of paying in charity, he feels dispirited and bored and remains clinging to his miserliness. Chapter on The Wearing of a Cloak on Journeys and in War Narrated Al-Mughirah bin Ju'bah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, went out to answer the call of nature, and on his return, I brought some water for him. He performed the ablution while he was wearing a shami cloak. He rinsed his mouth and washed his nose by putting water in it and then blowing it out, and then washed his face. Then he tried to take out his hands through his sleeves, but they were tight, so he took them out from underneath, washed them, and passed wet hands over his head and over his leather socks. Chapter on The Wearing of Silk in War Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, allowed Abdul Rahman bin Auf and Az-Zubayr to wear silken shirts because they had a skin disease causing itching. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Abdul Rahman bin Auf and Az-Zubayr complained to the Prophet, peace be upon him, that is, about the lice that caused itching. So he allowed them to wear silken clothes. I saw them wearing such clothes in a ghazwa, holy battle. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, allowed Abdul Rahman bin Auf and Az-Zubayr bin Al-Awwam to wear silk. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Wearing of silk was allowed to them, that is, Abdul Rahman and Az-Zubayr, because they suffered from itching. Chapter on What is Said About the Knife Narrated Umayyah al-Dhamri I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, eating of a shoulder of a sheep by cutting from it, and then he was called to salat, prayer, and he offered salat, prayer, without repeating his ablution. Narrated al-Zuhri, as above.
hadith number 2923, and added that the Prophet, peace be upon him, put the knife down. Chapter on What is said about the fighting against Ar-Rum, the Byzantines. Narrated Khalid bin Ma'adan that Umair bin al-Aswad al-Ansi told him that he went to Ubadah bin al-Samit while he was staying in his house of Himas with his wife, Um Haram. Umar said, Um Haram informed us that she heard the Prophet peace be upon him saying, Paradise will be granted to the first batch of my followers who will undertake a naval expedition. Um Haram added, I said, O Allah's Messenger, will I be amongst them? He replied, You are amongst them. The Prophet peace be upon him then said, The first army amongst my followers who will invade Caesar's city will be forgiven their sins. I asked, Will I be one of them, O Allah's Messenger? He replied in the negative. Chapter on Fighting Against the Jews Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger peace be upon him said, you Muslims will fight against the Jews till some of them will hide behind stones. The stones will betray them saying, O Abdullah, that is, slave of Allah, there is a Jew hiding behind me, so kill him. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger peace be upon him said, The hour will not be established until you fight against the Jews, and the stone behind which a Jew will be hiding will say, O Muslim, there is a Jew hiding behind me, so kill him. Chapter on Fighting Against the Turks Narrated Amru bin Taghlib, the Prophet peace be upon him said, One of the portents of the hour is that you will fight against the people wearing shoes made of hair, and one of the portents of the hour is that you will fight against broad-faced people whose faces will look like shields coated with leather. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The hour will not be established until you fight against the Turks, people with small eyes, red faces, and flat noses. Their faces will look like shields coated with leather. The hour will not be established till you fight against people wearing shoes made of hair. Chapter on Fighting Against People Wearing Shoes Made of Hair Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The hour will not be established till you fight against people wearing shoes made of hair, and the hour will not be established till you fight against people whose faces look like shields coated with leather. Abu Hurairah added, They will be small-eyed, flat-nosed, and their faces will look like shields coated with leather. Chapter on Whoever arranged his companions at the time of defeat and got down from his riding animal and requested Allah for help. Narrated Abu Ishaq, a man asked Al-Bara, O Abu Umara, did you all flee on the day of the battle of Hunayn? He replied, No, by Allah, Allah's messenger peace be upon him did not flee, but his young unarmed companions passed by the archers of the tribe of Hawazin and Bani Nasr, whose arrows hardly missed a target, and they threw arrows at them, hardly missing a shot. So the Muslims retreated towards the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was riding his white mule, 
which was being led by his cousin, Abu Sufyan bin al-Harith bin Abdul Muttalib. The Prophet, peace be upon him, dismounted and invoked Allah for victory. Then he said, I am the Prophet without a lie. I am the son of Abdul Muttalib. And then he arranged his companions in rows. Chapter on To invoke Allah to defeat and shake al-Mushrikun Polytheists, idolaters, pagans Narrated Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, when it was the day of the battle of Al-Ahzab, that is, the Confederates, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, fill there, that is, the infidels, houses and graves with fire, as they busied us so much that we did not perform the middle salat, prayer, that is, asr prayer, till the sun had set. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to recite the following invocations during Qunut. O Allah, save Salamah bin Hisham. O Allah, save Al-Walid bin Al-Walid. O Allah, save Ayyash bin Abi Rabi'ah. O Allah, save the weak Muslims. O Allah, be very hard on the Mudar tribe. O Allah, Afflict them with years of drought or famine, similar to the drought or famine years of the time of the Prophet Yusuf, Joseph. Narrated Abdullah bin Abi Awfa, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, invoked evil upon al-Mushrikun, polytheists, idolaters, pagans, on the day of the battle of al-Ahzab, saying, O Allah, the revealer of the holy book, the swift taker of accounts, O Allah, defeat Al-Ahzab, the Confederates. O Allah, defeat them and shake them. Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. Once the Prophet, peace be upon him, was offering the Salat, prayers, in the shade of the Kaaba. Abu Jahl and some Qurayshi men sent somebody to bring the abdominal contents of a she-camel, which had been slaughtered somewhere in Mecca. And when he brought them, they put them over the Prophet, peace be upon him. Then Fatima, that is, the Prophet's daughter, came and threw them away from him. And he said, O Allah, destroy al-Mushrikun of Quraysh. O Allah, destroy Quraysh. O Allah, destroy Quraysh. Naming especially Abu Jahl bin Hisham, Utbah bin Rabi'ah, Shaybah bin Rabi'ah, Al-Walid bin Utbah, Ubay, or Umayyah bin Khalaf, and Uqbah bin Abi Mu'ayt. The narrator, Abdullah, added, I saw them all killed and thrown in a well at Badr. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Once the Jews came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, Death be upon you. So I cursed them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, What is the matter? I said, Have you not heard what they said? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Have you not heard what I replied to them? I said, the same is upon you. Footnote There is great similarity between the pronunciations of the Arabic words meaning peace and death. The first is As-Salamu and the second is As-Samu. The Jews, instead of saying As-Salamu Alaykum, said As-Samu Alaykum, intending to invoke evil upon the Prophet, peace be upon him, rather than to greet him. But the Prophet, peace be upon him, noticed what they had said and invoked evil upon them in his turn. They were the losers, 
for Allah would accept the Prophet's invocation and reject theirs. Chapter On Can a Muslim preach to the people of the scriptures or teach them the holy book? Narrated Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, wrote a letter to Caesar, saying, If you reject Islam, you will be responsible for the sins of the peasants, that is, your people. Chapter On To Invoke Allah to Bestow Guidance Upon Al-Mushrikun Polytheists, Idolaters, Pagans In Order to Attract Them Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Tufail bin Amr ad-Dawsi and his companions came to the Prophet peace be upon him and said, O Allah's Messenger, the people of the tribe of Dos disobeyed and refused to follow you. So invoke Allah against them. The people said, The tribe of Dos is ruined. The Prophet peace be upon him said, O Allah, give guidance to the people of Dos and let them embrace Islam. Chapter On What is said regarding the invitation of the Jews and Christians to Islam and for what Muslims should declare war against them and what the Prophet peace be upon him wrote to Khusrau and Caesar the invitation to Islam is essential before declaring war. Narrated Anas may Allah be pleased with him when the Prophet peace be upon him intended to write a letter to the ruler of the Byzantines he was told that those people did not read any letter unless it was stamped with a seal. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, got a silver ring, as if I were just looking at its white glitter on his hand, and stamped on it the expression, Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. Narrated Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent his letter to Khusrau, and ordered his Messenger to hand it over to the governor of Bahrain, who was to hand it over to Khusrau. So, when Khusrau read the letter, he tore it. Sa'id bin al-Musayyib said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, then invoked Allah to disperse them with full dispersion, that is, destroy Khusrau and his followers. Chapter On The Invitation of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, to the people to embrace Islam and to believe in his prophethood and not to take each other as lords instead of Allah. The statement of Allah Almighty, It is not possible for any human being whom Allah has given the book. Quran Chapter 3 Verse 79 Narrated Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, wrote to Caesar and invited him to Islam, and sent him his letter with Dihiyah al-Kalbi whom Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered to hand it over to the governor of Basra, who would forward it to Caesar. Caesar, as a sign of gratitude to Allah, had traveled from Himmels to Ilya, Jerusalem, when Allah had granted him victory over the Persian forces. So, when the letter of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, reached Caesar, he said after reading it, Seek for me any one of his people. Arabs of Quraysh tribe, if present here, in order to ask him about Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Ibn Abbas added, At that time, Abu Sufyan bin Harb was in Sham with some men from Quraysh who had come to Sham as merchants during the truce that had been concluded between Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and the infidels of Quraysh. Abu Sufyan said, Caesar's messengers found us somewhere in Sham. 
So he took me and my companions to Ilya, and we were admitted to Caesar's court to find him sitting in his royal court, wearing a crown and surrounded by the senior dignitaries of the Byzantines. He said to his translator, Ask them who amongst them is closely related to the man who claims to be a prophet. Abu Sufyan added, I replied, I am the nearest relative to him. He asked, What degree of relationship do you have with him? I replied, He is my cousin, and there was none of Bani Abd Manaf in the caravan except myself. Caesar said, Let him come nearer. He then ordered that my companions stand behind me, near my shoulder, and said to his translator, Tell his companions that I am going to ask this man about the man who claims to be a prophet. If he tells a lie, they should contradict him immediately. Abu Sufyan added, By Allah, had it not been shameful that my companions label me a liar, I would not have spoken the truth about him, that is, the prophet peace be upon him, when he asked me. But I considered it shameful to be called a liar by my companions, so I told the truth. He then said to his translator, Ask him, What is that man's family status among you? I replied, He belongs to a noble family amongst us. He said, Have anybody else amongst you ever claimed the same before him? I replied, No. He said, Had you ever blamed him for telling lies before he claimed what he claimed? I replied, No. He said, Was anybody amongst his ancestors a king? I replied, No. He said, Do the noble or the poor follow him? I replied, It is the poor who follow him. He said, Are they increasing or decreasing day by day? I replied, They are increasing. He said, Does anybody amongst those who embrace his, the Prophet's, religion, become displeased and then discard his religion? I replied, No. He said, Does he ever betray or prove treacherous to his covenants? I replied, No, but we are now at truce with him, and we are afraid that he may betray us. Abu Sufyan added, Other than the last sentence, I could not say anything against him. Caesar then asked, Have you ever had a battle with him? I replied, Yes. He said, What was the outcome of your battles with him? I replied, The result was undecided. The victory is shared by us in turns. He said, What does he order you to do? I said, He tells us to worship Allah alone, and not to worship others along with him, and to leave all that our forefathers used to worship. He orders us to offer salat, prayer, give in charity, be chaste, keep promises, and return what is entrusted to us. When I had said that, Caesar said to his translator, Say to him, I ask you about his lineage and your reply was that he belonged to a noble family. In fact, all the messengers came from the noblest lineage of their nations. Then I questioned you whether anybody else amongst you had claimed such a thing. And your reply was in the negative. If the answer had been in the affirmative, I would have thought that this man was following a claim that had been said before him. When I asked you whether he was ever blamed for telling lies, your reply was in the negative. So I took it for granted that a person who did not tell a lie about others, the people, could never tell a lie about Allah. Then I asked you whether any of his ancestors was a king. Your reply was in the negative.
and if it had been in the affirmative, I would have thought that this man wanted to take back his ancestral kingdom. When I asked you whether the rich or the poor people followed him, you replied that it was the poor who followed him. In fact, such are the followers of the messengers. Then I asked you whether his followers were increasing or decreasing. You replied that they were increasing. In fact, this is the result of true faith till it is complete in all respects. I asked you whether there was anybody who, after embracing his religion, became displeased and discarded his religion. Your reply was in the negative. In fact, this is the sign of true faith. For when its cheerfulness enters and mixes in the hearts completely, nobody will be displeased with it. I asked you whether he had ever betrayed or proved treacherous to his covenants. You replied in the negative, and such are the messengers. They never betray or prove treacherous to their covenants. When I asked you whether you fought with him, and he fought with you, you replied that he did, and that sometimes he was victorious and sometimes you. Indeed, such are the messengers. They are put to trials and the final victory is always theirs. Then I asked you what he ordered you. You replied that he ordered you to worship Allah alone and not to worship others along with him, to leave all that your forefathers used to worship, to offer salat, prayer, to speak the truth, to be chaste, to be faithful to one's covenants and to return what is entrusted to you. These are really the qualities of a prophet who, I knew from the previous scriptures, would appear. But I did not know that he would be from amongst you. If what you say is true, he will very soon occupy the earth under my feet. And if I knew that I would reach him, definitely, I would go immediately to meet him. And were I with him, then I would certainly wash his feet. Abu Sufyan added, Caesar then asked for the letter of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and it was read. Its contents were, In the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful. This letter is from Muhammad, the slave of Allah and his Messenger, to Heraclius, the ruler of the Byzantines. Peace be upon him, who follows the true guidance. Now then, I invite you to Islam, that is, surrender to Allah, Embrace Islam and you will be safe. Embrace Islam and Allah will bestow on you a double reward. But if you reject this invitation of Islam, you shall be responsible for misguiding the peasants, that is, your nation. O people of the scriptures, Jews and Christians, come to a word that is just between us and you, that we worship none but Allah, and that we associate no partners with him and that none of us shall take others as lords besides Allah, then if they turn away, say, Bear witness that we are Muslims. Quran Chapter 3 Verse 64 Abu Sufyan added, When Heraclius had finished his speech, there was a great hue and cry caused by the Byzantinian royalties surrounding him, and there was so much noise that I did not understand what they said. So we were turned out of the court. When I went out with my companions and we were alone, I said to them, Verily, Ibn Abi Kabshaz, that is, the Prophet's affair has become so prominent that even the king of Bani al-Asfar, Byzantines, is afraid of him. Abu Sufyan added, By Allah, I remained in a state of humility and was sure that his religion would be victorious till Allah opened my heart for Islam.
though I disliked it, that is, embraced Islam. Footnote The name Ibn Abi Kabshah was said by Abu Sufyan just to slight the Prophet peace be upon him, for this was not one of the Prophet's names. Narrated Sahil bin Sa'ad, may Allah be pleased with him, that he heard the Prophet peace be upon him on the day of the Battle of Khaybar, saying, I will give the flag to a person at whose hands Allah will grant victory. So the companions of the Prophet peace be upon him got up, wishing eagerly to see to whom the flag will be given, and every one of them wished to be given the flag. But the Prophet peace be upon him asked for Ali. Someone informed him that he was suffering from eye trouble, so he ordered them to bring Ali in front of him. Then the Prophet peace be upon him spat in his eyes and his eyes were cured immediately as if he never had an eye trouble. Ali said, We will fight with them, that is, infidels, till they become like us, that is, Muslims. The Prophet peace be upon him said, Be patient till you face them and invite them to Islam and inform them of what Allah has enjoined upon them. By Allah, if a single person embraces Islam at your hands, that is, through you. That will be better for you than red camels. See Hadith number 2975 Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Whenever Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, attacked some people, he would never attack them till it was dawn. If he heard the Adhan, that is, call to Salat, prayer, he would delay the fight. And if he did not hear the Adhan, he would attack them immediately after dawn. We reached Khaybar at night. Footnote The Prophet, peace be upon him, would wait till dawn to see whether the people he was attacking had been converted to Islam or not. And the sign of their embracing Islam will be the pronunciation of the Adhan. He would not attack them if he heard the Adhan. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Whenever Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, attacked, as hadith number 2943. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, set out for Khaybar and reached there at night. He used to not attack if he reached the people at night till the day broke. So when the day dawned, the Jews came out with their bags and spades. When they saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, and they said, Muhammad, peace be upon him, and his army, the Prophet said, Allahu Akbar. Allah is the most great, and Khaybar is ruined. For whenever we approach a nation, that is, enemy to fight, then it will be a miserable morning for those who have been warned. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, I have been ordered by Allah to fight against the people till they say, La ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. And whoever said, La ilaha illallah, he saved his life and property from me except for Islamic law, and his accounts will be with Allah, either to punish him or to forgive him. See Hadith 25 and Hadith 1399. Chapter on Concealing the True Destination of a Ghazwa by Using an Equivocation Which Indicates Apparently That One Is Going to a Different Destination And the Preference of Thursday for Journeys by the Prophet Peace Be Upon Him Narrated Ka'ab bin Malik Whenever Allah's Messenger Peace Be Upon Him intended to lead a Ghazwa, He would use an equivocation 
from which one would understand that he was going to a different destination. Narrated Ka'b bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Whenever Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, intended to carry out a ghazwa, he would use an equivocation to conceal his real destination till it was the ghazwa of the book which Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, carried out in very hot weather as he was going to face a very long journey through a wasteland and was to meet and attack a large number of enemies. So he made the situation clear to the Muslims so that they might prepare themselves accordingly and get ready to conquer their enemy. The Prophet, peace be upon him, informed them of the destination he was heading for. Ka'b bin Malik used to say, Scarcely did Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, set out for a journey on a day other than Thursday. Narrated Ka'b bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, set out on Thursday for the ghazwah of the book, and he used to prefer to set out on Thursday. Chapter On Setting Out After Midday Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, offered Dhuhr prayer as four rak'ah at Al-Madina, and then offered Asr prayer as two rak'at at Dhul Hulayfa. And I heard the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, reciting Talbiyah aloud for Hajj and Umrah altogether. Chapter On Setting Out in the Last Part of the Month Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, set out from Al-Madinah five days before the end of Dhul Qa'dah and reached Mecca on the fourth of Dhul Hijjah. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. We set out in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, five days before the end of Dhul Qa'dah, intending to perform Hajj only. When we approached Mecca, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered those who did not have the Hadith that is, an animal for sacrifice, with them, to perform the tawaf around the Kaaba and Sa'i between As-Safa and Al-Marwa, and then finish their ihram. Beef was brought to us on the day of, the days of slaughtering, and I asked, What is this? Somebody said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, has slaughtered a cow on behalf of his wives. Chapter on Traveling in Ramadan Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Once, the Prophet, peace be upon him, set out in the month of Ramadan. He observed Psalm, fasting, till he reached a place called Kadid, where he broke his fast. Chapter on Bidding Farewell Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent us on a military expedition, telling us, If you find such and such persons, he named two men from Quraysh. Burn them with fire. Then we came to bid him farewell. When we wanted to set out, he said, Previously I ordered you to burn so and so, and so and so, with fire. But as punishment with fire is done by none, except Allah, if you capture them, kill them instead. Chapter On Listening to and obeying the Imam, that is, Muslim ruler if he abides by Allah's orders. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, It is obligatory for one to listen to and obey the Muslim ruler's orders, unless these orders involve one in disobedience to Allah. But if an act of disobedience to Allah is imposed, one should not listen to it or obey it.
chapter on the imam that is muslim ruler should be defended by the muslims and he is to be taken as their protector narrated abu huraira may allah be pleased with him that he heard allah's messenger peace be upon him saying we are the last but will be the foremost to enter paradise see hadith 238 hadith 876 and hadith 896 the prophet peace be upon him added he who obeys me obeys allah and he who disobeys me disobeys allah he who obeys the muslim chief obeys me and he who disobeys the muslim chief disobeys me the imam muslim ruler is like a shelter for whose safety the muslims should fight and they should seek protection with him if the imam muslim ruler orders people to be dutiful to allah and fear him and rules justly then he will be rewarded for that and if he does the opposite he will be responsible for that chapter on to give a bayar pledge for not to flee during a battle some said to give the bayar pledge for death according to the statement of allah almighty indeed allah was pleased with the believers quran chapter 48 verse 18 narrated ibn umar may allah be pleased with him when we reached hudaybiyah in the next year of the treaty of hudaybiyah not even two men against us agreed unanimously as to which was the tree under which we had given the bay'a pledge and that was out of allah's mercy the sub narrator asked nafi for what did the prophet peace be upon him take their bay'a pledge was it for death nafi replied no but he took their bay'a pledge for to be patient footnote the narrator thanks allah for disabling them to recognize the tree lest people should take it as something sacred because of the good that started under it when the first group of ansar embraced islam narrated abdullah bin zaid may allah be pleased with him that during the time of the battle of al harra a person came to him and said ibn hanzalah is taking the bay'a pledge from the people for death he said i will never give a bay'a pledge for such a thing to anyone after allah's messenger peace be upon him narrated yazid bin ubaid salama may allah be pleased with him said i gave the bay'ah pledge ar-ridwan to allah's messenger peace be upon him and then i moved to the shade of a tree when the number of people around the prophet peace be upon him diminished he said o ibn al-aqwa will you not give me the bay'ah pledge i replied o allah's messenger i have already given to you the bay'ah pledge he said do it again so i gave the bay'a pledge for the second time i asked o abu muslim for what did you give the bay'a pledge on that day he replied we gave the bay'a pledge for death narrated anas may allah be pleased with him on the day of the battle of the trench the ansar were saying we are those who have given the bay'a pledge to muhammad peace be upon him for jihad forever as long as we live the prophet peace be upon him replied to them o allah there is no life except the life of the hereafter so honor the ansar and immigrants with your blessings and generosity narrated mujashir may allah be pleased with him my brother and i came to the prophet peace be upon him and i requested him to take the bay'ah pledge 
from us for immigration. He said, Immigration has passed away with its people. I asked, For what will you take the bay'ah pledge from us then? He said, I will take the bay'ah pledge for Islam and Jihad. Footnote Regarding the statement, immigration has passed away with its people, means immigration was no longer required after the conquest of Mecca. Chapter On The Imam Should Order the People to Do Only Those Things That Are Within Their Ability Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. Today a man came to me and asked a question which I did not know how to answer. He said, Tell me if a wealthy, active person, well equipped with arms, goes out on military expedition with our chiefs and orders us to do such things as we cannot do, should we obey him? I replied, By Allah, I do not know what to reply to you, except that we were in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he used to order us to do a thing once, only till we finished it. And no doubt, everyone among you will remain in a good state, as long as he obeys Allah. If one is in doubt as to the legality of something, he should ask somebody who would satisfy him. But soon will come a time when you will not find such a man. By him except whom none has the right to be worshipped, I see that the example of what has passed of this life to what remains thereof is like a pond whose fresh water has been used up and nothing remains but muddy water. Chapter On If the Prophet, peace be upon him, had not started fighting during the early hours of the day, he would delay it till the sun had declined, that is, after midday. Narrated Salim Abu An-Nadr, the freed slave of Umar bin Ubaidullah, who was Umar's clerk, Abdullah bin Abi Awfah wrote him, that is, Umar, a letter that contained the following. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, during some of his holy battles, waited till the sun had declined. And then he, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, got up among the people and said, O people, do not wish to meet the enemy in a battle and ask Allah to save you from calamities. But if you should meet the enemy, then be patient and let it be known to you that paradise is under the shades of swords. He then said, O Allah, the revealer of the holy book, the mover of the clouds, and defeater of al-ahzab, that is, the confederates of infidels. Defeat them, infidels, and bestow victory upon us. Chapter On Asking the Permission of the Imam If one wishes not to participate in a holy battle, as Allah's statement indicates, the true believers are only those who believe in the oneness of Allah and His Messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him. And when they are with him on some common matter, they do not go away unless they have asked his permission. Verily, those who ask your permission, to the end of the verse. Quran, Chapter 24, Verse 62 Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. I participated in a ghazwa along with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, met me on the way, while I was riding a camel of ours used for irrigation, and it had got so tired that it could hardly walk. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked me, What is wrong with the camel? I replied, It has got tired. So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came from behind it, and rebuked it, and prayed for it, so it started surpassing the other camels, and going ahead of them. Then he asked me, how do you find your camel now? 
I replied, I find it quite well, as it has received your blessings. He said, Will you sell it to me? I felt shy to refuse his offer, though it was the only camel for irrigation we had. So I said, Yes. He said, Sell it to me then. I sold it to him on the condition that I should keep on riding it till I reached Al-Madinah. Then I said, O Allah's Messenger, I am a bridegroom, and requested him to allow me to go home. He allowed me, and I set out for Al-Madinah before the people till I reached Al-Madinah where I met my uncle, who asked me about the camel, and I informed him all about it, and he blamed me for that. When I took the permission of Allah's Messenger peace be upon him, he asked me whether I had married a virgin or a matron, and I replied that I had married a matron. He said, Why hadn't you married a virgin who would have played with you and you would have played with her? I replied, O Allah's Messenger, my father died or was martyred and I have some young sisters, so I felt it not proper that I should marry a young girl like them who would neither teach them manners nor serve them. So I have married a matron so that she may serve them and teach them manners. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, arrived in Al-Madinah, I took the camel to him the next morning, and he gave me its price, and gave me the camel itself as well. Chapter On The Participation in Jihad by One Who Has Recently Married Jabir narrated a hadith from the Prophet, peace be upon him, related to this chapter. See Hadith 2967 Chapter on Participation in Jihad after the Consummation of Marriage Abu Hurairah narrated a hadith from the Prophet peace be upon him related to this chapter. Chapter on The Setting Out of the Imam Before the People at the Time of Fright Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Once there was a feeling of fright at Al-Madinah. So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, rode a horse belonging to Abu Talha. And on his return, he said, We have not seen anything to be afraid of, but we found this horse very fast. Chapter on To be quick and to make the horse gallop at the time of fright. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Once the people got frightened, so Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, rode a slow horse belonging to Abu Talha, and he set out all alone, making the horse gallop. Then the people rode, making their horses gallop after him. On his return he said, Don't be afraid, there is nothing to be afraid of, and I have found this horse a very fast one. That horse was never excelled in running henceforward. Ostalani, Volume 5 Chapter On Setting out alone at a time of fright. Chapter on the wages given to somebody to fight on somebody else's behalf, and the riding animals presented to be used in Allah's cause. Mujahid said, Once I said to Ibn Umar, Let us proceed for jihad. Ibn Umar replied, I would like to support you with some of my money. I replied, Allah has given me enough. He said, your wealth is for you, but I like that some of my money be spent in this cause. Umar said, Some people take money from the Muslim's treasury to strive in Allah's cause, but they don't strive. So if someone does so, we have the right to take back whatever he has taken. Tawus and Mujahid said, 
If something is given to you so that you may strive in Allah's cause, then do whatever you like with it and keep it with your family. Narrated Umar bin al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him. I gave a horse to be used in Allah's cause, but later on I saw it being sold. I asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, whether I could buy it. He said, Don't buy it, and don't take back your gift of charity. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Umar gave a horse to be used in Allah's cause, but later on he found it being sold. So he intended to buy it and asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, who said, Don't buy it and don't take back your gift of charity. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Were it not for the fear that it would be difficult for my followers, I would not have remained behind any Sariyah, army unit going for jihad in Allah's cause. But I don't have riding camels and have no other means of conveyance to carry them on. And it is hard for me that my companions should remain behind me. No doubt, I wish I could fight in Allah's cause, and be martyred, and come back to life again, and then again to be martyred, and then come back to life once more. See Hadith 36 and Hadith 2797. Chapter on the laborer whose services are hired for the purpose of jihad. Al-Hasan and Ibn Sirin state that a laborer should be given a share from the war booty. Atiyah bin Qais hired a horse for half of its share of the war booty. The share of the horse amounted to 400 dinar. So he retained 200 and gave 200 to the owner of the horse. Narrated Ya'la, may Allah be pleased with him. I participated in the ghazwah of the book, along with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and I gave a young camel to be ridden in jihad, and that was, to me, one of my best deeds. Then I employed a laborer who quarreled with another person. One of them bit the hand of the other, and the latter drew his hand from the mouth of the former, pulling out his front tooth. Then the former instituted a suit against the latter before the Prophet, peace be upon him, who rejected that suit, saying, do you expect him to put forward his hand for you to snap as a male camel snaps? Chapter on What has been said regarding the flag of the Prophet peace be upon him. Narrated Thalabah bin Abi Malik al-Warazai When Qais bin Sa'ad al-Ansari, may Allah be pleased with him, who used to carry the flag of the Prophet peace be upon him, intended to perform Hajj, he combed his hair. Narrated Thalamah bin al-Akwa May Allah be pleased with him. Ali remained behind the Prophet, peace be upon him, during the battle of Khaybar, as he was suffering from eye trouble. But then he said, How should I stay behind Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? So he set out till he joined the Prophet, peace be upon him. On the eve of the day of the conquest of Khaybar, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, No doubt I will give the flag, or said, Tomorrow, a man whom Allah and his Messenger love, or said, Who loves Allah and his messenger will take the flag. Allah will bestow victory upon him. Suddenly, Ali joined us, though we were not expecting him. The people said, Here is Ali. So, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, gave the flag to him, and Allah bestowed victory upon him. Narrated Nafi' bin Jubayr I heard Al-Abbas telling Az-Zubayr, 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered you to fix the flag here. Chapter on The Statement of the Prophet, peace be upon him. I have been made victorious for a distance of one month's journey with terror, cast in the hearts of the enemy. The Statement of Allah Almighty We shall cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieve. Quran Chapter 3 Verse 151 Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, I have been sent with the shortest expressions, bearing the widest meanings. And I have been made victorious with terror, cast in the hearts of the enemy. And while I was sleeping, the keys of the treasures of the world were brought to me and put in my hand. Abu Hurairah added, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, has left the world. And now you people are bringing out those treasures. That is, the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not benefit by them. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Abu Sufyan said, Heraclius sent for me while I was in Ilya, Jerusalem. Then he asked for the letter of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. And when he had finished reading it, there was a great hue and cry around him, and the voices grew louder, and we were asked to quit the place. When we were turned out, I said to my companions, The cause of Ibn Abi Kabshah has become so prominent that even the king of Bani al-Asfar is afraid of him. Footnote Abi Kabshah was not the father of the Prophet, peace be upon him, but it was a mockery done by Abu Sufyan out of hostility against Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Chapter on Providing oneself with food when going on a military expedition and the statement of Allah Almighty, and take a provision with you for the journey, but the best provision is at-taqwa, piety, righteousness. Quran, chapter 2, verse 197. Footnote, taqi and al-muttaqoon means pious and righteous persons who fear Allah much, abstain from all kinds of sins and evil deeds which Allah has forbidden, and love Allah much perform all kinds of good deeds, which Allah has ordained. Narrated Asma' bint Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with her. I prepared the journey food for Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, in Abu Bakr's house, when he intended to immigrate to Al-Madinah. I could not find anything to tie the food container and the water skin with. So I said to Abu Bakr, By Allah, I do not find anything to tie these things with, except my waist belt. He said, Cut it into two pieces and tie the water skin with one piece and the food container with the other. The sub-narrator added, She did accordingly, and for that reason she was named that an that is, the owner of two belts. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. During the lifetime of the Prophet, peace be upon him, we used to take the meat of sacrificed animals as journey food to Al-Madinah. See Volume 7, Hadith Number 5567. Narrated Suwayd bin An-Nu'man, may Allah be pleased with him, that he went out in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, during the year of Khaybar, campaign, till they reached a place called As-Sahba, which is in the lower part of Khaybar. They offered the Asr prayer there, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked for the food. Nothing but Sawiq was brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him, so they chewed it and ate it and drank water. After that, the Prophet, peace be upon him, got up, washed his mouth, 
and they too washed their mouths and then offered the salat, prayer. Footnote, sawiq, a kind of mash made of powdered roasted wheat or barley grain, also with sugar and dates. Narrated Salama, may Allah be pleased with him. Once the journey food of the people ran short and they were in great need. So they came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to take his permission for slaughtering their camels, and he permitted them. Then Umar met them, and they informed him about it. He said, What will sustain you after your camels are finished? Then Umar went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, what will sustain them after their camels are finished? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Make an announcement amongst the people that they should bring all their remaining food to me. They brought it, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked Allah and asked for his blessings for it. Then he asked them to bring their food utensils, and the people started filling their food utensils with their hands till they were satisfied. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, then said, I testify that La ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. And I am the Messenger of Allah. Chapter on To Carry the Journey Food on One's Shoulder Narrated Wahab bin Kaysan, Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, said, We set out and we were three hundred men, carrying our journey food on our shoulders. Then we began to eat a single date each per day. A man asked Jabir, O Abu Abdullah, how could a person be satisfied with a single date? Jabir replied, We realized the value of that one date when we could not even have that much till we reached the seashore, when all of a sudden we saw a huge fish cast by the sea, so we ate as much of it as we wished for eighteen days. Chapter on The Sitting of a Woman Behind Her Brother as a Companion Rider Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that she said, O Allah's Messenger, your companions are returning with the reward of both Hajj and Umrah, while I am returning with the reward of Hajj only. He said to her, Go, and let Abdul Rahman, that is, your brother, make you sit behind him on the animal. So he ordered Abdul Rahman to let her perform Umrah from At-Tan'im. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, waited for her at the higher region of Mecca till she returned after performing Umrah. Narrated Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakr as-Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered me to let Aisha sit behind me on the animal and to let her perform Umrah from At-Tan'im. Chapter on The setting of two men together over a riding animal in military expeditions and in the Hajj. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. I was riding behind Abu Talha on the same riding animal, and the Prophet's companions were reciting Talbiyah aloud for both Hajj and Umrah. Footnote Talbiyah, saying, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. O Allah, I am obedient to your orders, I respond to your call. Chapter on The Sitting of Two Men Together on a Donkey. Narrated Urwa on the authority of Usama bin Zayd, may Allah be pleased with them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, rode a donkey, on which there was a saddle covered by a velvet sheet, and let Umar ride behind him on the donkey. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came to Mecca through its higher region, 
on the day of the conquest of Makkah, riding his she-camel, on which Usamah was riding behind him, Bilal and Uthman bin Talha from Al-Hajabah, that is, the one who keeps the key of the door of the Kaaba and is considered as a servant of the Kaaba, were also accompanying him till he made his camel kneel in the mosque and ordered the latter to bring the key of the Kaaba. He opened the door of the Kaaba, and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, entered in the company of Usama, Bilal, and Uthman, and stayed in it for a long period. When he came out, the people rushed to it, and I, Abdullah bin Umar, was the first to enter it, and found Bilal standing behind the door. I asked Bilal, where did the Prophet, peace be upon him, offer his salat, prayer? He pointed to the place where he had offered his salat, prayer. Abdullah added, I forgot to ask him how many rak'ah he had performed. Chapter on Holding the Riding Animal of Somebody Else to Help Him Ride Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There is a compulsory sadaqah, charity, to be given for every joint of the human body as a sign of gratitude to Allah every day the sun rises. To judge justly between two persons is regarded as sadaqah, charity, and to help a man concerning his riding animal by helping him ride it or by lifting his luggage onto it is also regarded as sadaqah, charity, and saying a good word is also sadaqah, charity, and every step taken on one's way to offer the compulsory congregational salat, prayer, in the mosque is also sadaqah, charity and to remove a harmful thing from the way is also sadaqah, charity. Footnote. Sadaqah means something given in charity. Such deeds as are mentioned in the hadith are considered as charitable deeds as rewardable as gifts given in charity and are taken for signs of gratitude to Allah for creating our complicated yet handy body. Chapter on it is disliked for one to travel to a hostile country carrying copies of the Qur'an. Ibn Umar said, No doubt, the Prophet peace be upon him and his companions traveled in the land of the enemy and they knew the Qur'an then. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger peace be upon him forbade the people to travel to a hostile country carrying copies of the Qur'an. Chapter on the recitation of Takbir, Allahu Akbar, in the war. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, reached Khaybar in the morning, while the people were coming out carrying their spades over their shoulders. When they saw him, they said, This is Muhammad and his army. So they took refuge in the fort. The Prophet, peace be upon him, raised both his hands and said, Allahu Akbar, Khaybar is ruined. For when we approach a nation, that is, enemy to fight, then miserable is the mourning of the warned ones. Then we found some donkeys, which we killed and cooked. The announcer of the Prophet, peace be upon him, announced, Allah and his Messenger forbid you to eat donkey's meat. So all the pots, including their contents, were turned upside down. Chapter on What is disliked as regards raising the voice when saying takbir? that is, Allah is the Most Great. Narrated Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, may Allah be pleased with him. We were in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, during Hajj. Whenever we went up a high place, we used to say, 
La ilaha illallah and Allahu Akbar. None has the right to be worshipped but Allah and Allah is the most great and our voices used to raise. So the Prophet peace be upon him said, O people, be merciful to yourselves, that is, don't raise your voice, for you are not calling a deaf or an absent one, but one who is with you, no doubt. He is all hearer, ever near to all things. Chapter on The Recitation of Subhanallah When Going Down to a Valley Footnote Subhanallah means Glorified is Allah. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. Whenever we went up a place, we would say, Allahu Akbar, that is, Allah is the most great. And whenever we went down a place, we would say, Subhanallah. Chapter on To say takbir, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the most great, on ascending a place. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. Whenever we went up a place, we would say takbir, that is, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the most great. And whenever we went down, we would say, Subhanallah. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Whenever the Prophet, peace be upon him, returned from the Hajj or the Umrah or a Ghazwa, he would say takbir thrice. Whenever he came upon a mountain path or wasteland, and then he would say, La ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah alone, who has no partner. All the kingdom belongs to him, and all the praises are for him, and he is omnipotent. We are returning with repentance, worshipping, prostrating ourselves and praising our Lord. Allah fulfilled his promise, granted victory to his slave, and he alone defeated all the Ahzab, confederates. See Hadith number 3084 Chapter on A traveler is granted reward similar to that given for good deeds practiced at home as if he is practicing the same while traveling. Narrated Ibrahim Abu Ismail As-Saksaki I heard Abu Burda who accompanied Yazid bin Abi Kabshah on a journey. Yazid used to observe Som, fasting, on journeys. Abu Burda said to him, I heard Abu Musa several times saying that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, When a slave, a believer, falls ill or travels, then he will get written to his accounts the reward, similar to that he used to get for his good deeds practiced at home and in good health, as if he is doing them in journey and in illness. Chapter on Traveling Alone Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. On the day of the battle of the trench, the Prophet, peace be upon him, wanted somebody from amongst the people to volunteer to be a reconnoiterer. As Zubair volunteered, he demanded the same again, and As Zubair volunteered again. Then he repeated the same demand thrice, and As Zubair volunteered once more. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said, Every Prophet has a Hawari, disciple. And my Hawari is a Zubair. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If the people knew what I know about traveling alone, then nobody would travel alone at night. Footnote Hadith number 2997 shows that traveling alone is permissible, if necessary. Hadith number 2998 
indicates that it is not recommended for one to travel alone if it is not necessary to do so. Chapter on Hastening in Travel Narrated Abu Hamid, the Prophet peace be upon him said, I am in a hurry to reach Al-Madinah, so whoever wants to hurry up with me should hurry up. Narrated Hisham's father, Usamah bin Zaid was asked at what pace the Prophet peace be upon him rode during Hajjatul Wada'ah. Usamah replied, He, peace be upon him, rode at a medium pace, but when he came upon an open way, he would go at full pace. Narrated Aslam While I was in the company of Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, on the way to Mecca, he received the news of the severe illness of Safiya bint Abi Ubaid, that is, his wife. So he proceeded at a high speed, and when the twilight disappeared, he dismounted and offered the Maghrib and Isha Salat, prayer, together, and said, I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, delaying the Maghrib prayer, to offer it along with the Isha, when he was in a hurry on a journey. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Journey is a piece of torture, for it disturbs one's sleep, eating and drinking. So when you fulfill your job, you should hurry up to your family. Chapter on If someone gives his horse to be used for Allah's cause and then he sees it being sold. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Umar bin al-Khattab gave a horse to be used for Allah's cause and then he found it being sold. He intended to purchase it, so he consulted Allah's Messenger peace be upon him, who said, Don't buy it, and don't take back your gift of charity. Narrated Aslam, I heard Umar bin al-Khattab saying, I gave a horse to be used for Allah's cause, and the person who got it intended to sell it or neglected it. So I wanted to buy it, as I thought he would sell it cheap. I consulted the Prophet peace be upon him, who said, Do not buy it, even if for one dirham because he who takes back his gift is like a dog swallowing its vomit. Chapter on The Participation in Jihad with One's Parents' Permission Narrated Abdullah bin Amr, may Allah be pleased with him. A man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, asking his permission to take part in jihad. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, Are your parents alive? He replied in the affirmative. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, then exert yourself in their service. Chapter on What is said regarding the hanging of bells and the like round the necks of camels. Narrated Abu Bashir al-Ansari, may Allah be pleased with him, that he was in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, on some of his journeys. The sub-narrator, Abdullah, adds, I think that Abu Bashir also said, and the people were at their sleeping places. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent a messenger ordering, There shall not remain any necklace of string or any other kind of necklace round the necks of camels, except it is cut off. Chapter on If a man has enlisted himself in the army, and then his wife goes out for hajj, or he has a genuine excuse, can he be given a leave? Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him that he heard the Prophet peace be upon him saying, It is not permissible for a man to be alone with a woman, and no lady should travel except with a mahram, that is, her husband, or a person whom she cannot marry in any case forever. Example, her father, 
brother, etc. Then a man got up and said, O Allah's Messenger, I have been enlisted in the army for such and such ghazwa, and my wife is proceeding for hajj. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Go and perform the hajj with your wife. Chapter On The Spy Spying means secret investigations. The statement of Allah Almighty Take not my enemy and your enemy, that is, disbelievers and polytheists, etc., as friends. Quran, Chapter 60, Verse 1 Narrated Ubaidullah bin Abi Rafi'ah I heard Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, saying, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent me, Az-Zubair, and Al-Miqdad somewhere, saying, Proceed till you reach Rawdat Khakh. There you will find a lady with a letter. Take the letter from her. So we set out and our horses ran at full pace till we got at Ar-Rawda, where we found the lady and said to her, Take out the letter. She replied, I have no letter with me. We said, Either you take out the letter or else we take off your clothes to search the letter. So she took it out of her braid. We brought the letter to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and it contained a statement from Hatib bin Abi Balta'ah to some of the Meccan Mushrikun informing them of some of the intentions of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, O Hatib, what is this? Hatib replied, O Allah's Messenger, don't hasten to give your judgment about me. I was a man closely connected with the Quraysh, but I did not belong to this tribe, while the other emigrants with you had their relatives in Mecca who would protect their dependents and property. So I wanted to recompense for my lacking blood relation to them by doing them a favor so that they might protect my dependents. I did this neither because of disbelief nor apostasy nor out of preferring kufr, disbelief, to Islam. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Hatib has told you the truth. Umar said, O Allah's Messenger, allow me to chop off the head of this hypocrite. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Hatib participated in the Battle of Badr. And who knows, perhaps Allah has already looked at the Badr warriors and said, Do whatever you like, for I have forgiven you. Chapter On Providing the Prisoners of War with Clothes Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. When it was the day of the Battle of Badr, prisoners of war were brought including Al-Abbas, who did not have a body covering. The Prophet, peace be upon him, looked for a shirt for him. It was found that the shirt of Abdullah bin Ubay would do. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, let him wear it. That was the reason why the Prophet, peace be upon him, took off and gave his own shirt to Abdullah. The narrator adds, He had done the Prophet, peace be upon him, some favor, for which the Prophet, peace be upon him, liked to reward him. Footnote When Abdullah bin Ubay, the chief of hypocrites, died, the Prophet, peace be upon him, let him be shrouded in his, that is, the Prophet's, own shirt. Chapter On The Superiority of the One Through Whom a Man Embraces Islam Narrated Sahel, may Allah be pleased with him. On the day of the Battle of Khaybar, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Tomorrow I will give the flag to somebody who will be given victory by Allah, and who loves Allah and his Messenger, peace be upon him and is loved by Allah and His Messenger, peace be upon him. The people wondered all that night as to who would receive the flag. 
and in the morning everyone hoped that he would be that person. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked, Where is Ali? He was told that Ali was suffering from eye trouble. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, spat saliva in his eyes and invoked Allah to cure him. Ali, at once, got cured as if he had no ailment. The Prophet, peace be upon him, gave him the flag. Ali asked, Should I fight them till they become like us? That is, Muslim. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go to them patiently and calmly till you enter the land. Then, invite them to Islam and inform them what is enjoined upon them. For by Allah, if Allah gives guidance to somebody through you, it is better for you than possessing red camels. See Hadith number 2975 Chapter on The Prisoners of War in Chains Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah wonders at those people who will enter paradise in chains. Footnote The people referred to here may be the prisoners of war who were captured and chained by the Muslims and their imprisonment was the cause of their conversion to Islam. So, it is as if their chains were the means of winning paradise. Chapter on The Superiority of the People of the Scriptures, Jews and Christians, Who Embrace Islam Narrated Abu Burda's father, the Prophet peace be upon him said, Three persons will get their reward twice. A person who has a slave girl, and he educates her properly, and teaches her good manners properly, without violence and then manumits and marries her. Such a person will get a double reward. A believer from the people of the scriptures, Jews and Christians, who has been a true believer, and then he believes in the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Such a person will get a double reward. The third is, a slave who fulfills his duty to Allah, and is sincere and dutiful to his master, will also get a double reward. See Hadith number 97 and Hadith 5083. Chapter on Is it permissible to attack the enemies with the probability of killing the babies and children unintentionally? Narrated As-Sa'ib bin Jathama, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, passed by me at a place called Al-Abwa or Waddan, and was asked whether it was permissible to attack Al-Mushrikun warriors at night with the probability of exposing their women and children to danger. The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, They, that is, women and children, are from them, that is, al-Mushrikun. I also heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, The institution of Himah is invalid, except for Allah and His Messenger, peace be upon him. Footnote Hima was a pre-Islamic institution by means of which the chief of the tribe took a pasture for his animals, preventing others from grazing their animals in it, while he himself could graze his animals in others' pastures. Islam cancelled such an institution and allowed it only for grazing the animals collected as zakat. As above, Hadith number 3012. Chapter on Killing the Children in the War Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. During some of the ghazawat of the Prophet, peace be upon him, a woman was found killed. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, disapproved the killing of women and children. Footnote Ghazawah Plural Ghazawat 
a holy battle or fight in the cause of Allah, consisting of a large army unit with the Prophet peace be upon him, himself leading the army. Chapter on Killing the Women in the War Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. During some of the ghazawat of Allah's Messenger peace be upon him, a woman was found killed, so Allah's Messenger peace be upon him forbade the killing of women and children. Chapter on One Should Not Punish Anybody with Allah's Punishment Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent us in an expedition, that is, an army unit, and said, If you find so and so, and so and so, burn both of them with fire. When we intended to depart, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, I have ordered you to burn so and so, and so and so, and it is none but Allah who punishes with fire, so if you find them, kill them. Narrated Ikrimah, may Allah be pleased with him. Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, burnt some people, and this news reached Ibn Abbas, who said, Had I been in his place, I would not have burnt them, as the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Don't punish anybody with Allah's punishment. No doubt, I would have killed them, for the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If somebody, a Muslim, discards his religion, kill him. Chapter on Allah's Statement Thereafter is the time either for generosity, that is, free them without ransom, or ransom, according to what benefits Islam. Qur'an, chapter 47, verse 4 And the statement of Allah Almighty, It is not for a prophet that he should have prisoners of war, and free them with ransom, until he had made a great slaughter among his enemies in the land, by killing the infidels. You desire the good of this world, that is, money of ransom for freeing the captives. Qur'an, chapter 8, verse 67 Chapter on Is it legal for a Muslim captive to kill or deceive those who have captured him so that he may save himself from the infidels? Al-Miswar narrated a hadith from the Prophet peace be upon him concerning this issue. See hadith number 2731 2732 Volume 3 The Story of Abu Basir Chapter on If a mushrik, polytheist, idolater, pagan, burns a Muslim, should he be burnt in retaliation? Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, a group of eight men from the tribe of Ugl came to the Prophet peace be upon him, and then they found the climate of Al-Madinah unsuitable for them. So they said, O Allah's Messenger, provide us with some milk. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, I recommend that you should join the herd of camels. So they went and drank the urine and the milk of the camels as a medicine till they became healthy and fat. Then they killed the shepherd and drove away the camels, and they became disbelievers after embracing Islam. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, was informed by a shouter for help, he sent some men in their pursuit. And before the sun rose high, they were caught and brought, and he had their hands and feet cut off. Then he ordered for nails, which were heated and were branded with those nails, their eyes, and they were left in the Harra, that is, rocky land in Al-Madinah. And when they asked for water, no water was given to them till they died. Abu Ghilabah, a sub-narrator, said, 
They committed murder and theft and fought against Allah and His Messenger, peace be upon Him, and spread evil in the land. Chapter On Story of an Ant Bit a Prophet Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, An ant bit a prophet amongst the prophets, and he ordered that the place of the ants be burnt. So Allah inspired to him. It is because one ant bit you that you burnt a nation amongst the nations that glorify Allah? See Hadith number 3319. Chapter On The Burning of Houses and Date Palms Narrated Jarir, Allah's Messenger peace be upon him said to me, Will you relieve me from Dhul Khalasah? It, Dhul Khalasah, was a house belonging to the tribe of Khatham, and there used to be worshipped the Taghiyath, idols, of Ad-Dawus, Khatham, and Bajilah tribes, and it was called Al-Ka'bah Al-Yamaniyah. So I proceeded with 150 cavalrymen from the tribe of Al-Ahmas, who were excellent knights. It happened that I could not sit firm on horses, so the Prophet, peace be upon him, stroked me over my chest till I saw his finger marks over my chest. He said, O Allah, make him firm and make him a guide and rightly guided man. Jarir proceeded towards that house and dismantled and burnt it. Then he sent a messenger to Allah's messenger, peace be upon him informing him of that. Jarir's messenger said, By him who has sent you with the truth, I did not come to you till I had left it like an emancipated or scabby camel, that is, completely marred and spoilt. Jarir added, The Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked Allah to bless the horses and the men of Ahmas five times. See volume number 9, hadith number 7116. See also volume number 5, Hadith number 4537 Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, burnt the date palms of Bani An-Nadir. Chapter on Killing a Sleeping Mushrik Polytheist, Idolator, Pagan Narrated Al-Bara' bin Azib, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent a group of Ansari men to kill Abu Rafi'ah. One of them set out and entered there, that is, the enemy's fort. That man said, I hid myself in a stable for their animals. They closed the fort gate. Later, they lost a donkey of theirs, so they went out in its search. I too went out along with them, pretending to look for it. They found the donkey and entered their fort. And I too entered along with them. They closed the gate of the fort at night and kept its keys in a small window where I could see them. When those people slept, I took the keys and opened the gate of the fort and came upon Abu Rafi'ah and said, O Abu Rafi'ah, when he replied me, I proceeded towards the voice and hid him and came back. He shouted and I came back, pretending to be a helper. I said, O Abu Rafi'ah, changing the tone of my voice, he asked me, What do you want? Woe to your mother. I asked him, What has happened to you? He said, I don't know who came to me and hit me. Then I drove my sword into his belly and pushed it forcibly till it touched the bone. Then I came out, filled with puzzlement, and went towards a ladder of theirs in order to get down, but I fell down and sprained my foot. I came to my companions and said, I will not leave till I hear the wailing of the women. So, I did not leave till I heard the women bewailing Abu Rafi'ah, the merchant of Hijaz. 
Then I got up, feeling no ailment, and we proceeded till we came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and informed him. Narrated Al-Bara bin Azib, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent a group of the Ansar to Abu Rafi'ah. Abdullah bin Atiq entered his house at night and killed him while he was sleeping. Chapter On Do Not Wish to Meet the Enemy Narrated Salim Abu An-Nadr, the freed slave of Umar bin Ubaidullah. I was Umar's clerk. Once, Abdullah bin Abi Awfa wrote a letter to Umar bin Ubaidullah when he proceeded at Al-Haruriya. I read in it that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, during some of his military expeditions against the enemy, waited till the sun declined. And then he, peace be upon him, got up amongst the people saying, O people, do not wish to meet the enemy and ask Allah for safety, but when you come face to face with the enemy, be patient and remember that paradise is under the shades of swords. Then he said, O Allah, the revealer of the holy book and the mover of the clouds and the defeater of the Ahzab, confederates, defeat them and grant us victory over them. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do not wish to meet the enemy, and in case you meet, face the enemy, then be patient. Chapter On War is Deceit Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Khusrau will be ruined, and there will be no Khusrau after him. And Caesar will surely be ruined, and there will be no Caesar after him, and you will spend their treasures in Allah's cause. He named war, deceit. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, named war, deceit. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, War is deceit. Chapter on Telling Lies in the War Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Who will kill Ka'ab bin al-Ashraf? Indeed, he has hurt Allah and his Messenger. Muhammad bin Maslamah said, O Allah's Messenger, do you like me to kill him? He replied in the affirmative. So, Muhammad bin Maslamah went to him, that is, Ka'ab, and said, this person, that is, the Prophet peace be upon him, has put us to task and asked us for charity. Ka'ab replied, By Allah, you will get tired of him. Muhammad said to him, We have followed him, so we dislike to leave him till we see the end of his affair. Muhammad bin Maslamah went on talking to him in this way till he got the chance to kill him. Chapter On Killing Non-Muslim Warriors Secretly Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Who will kill Ka'ab bin Ashraf? Muhammad bin Maslamah replied, Do you like me to kill him? The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied in the affirmative. Muhammad bin Maslamah said, Then allow me to say what I like. The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, I do. That is, allow you. Chapter On what tricks and means of security may be adopted to protect oneself against someone who is expected to be vicious and mischievous? Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Once, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, accompanied by Ubay bin Ka'b, set out to Ibn Sayyad. He was informed that Ibn Sayyad was in a garden of date palms. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, entered the garden of date palms, 
he started hiding himself behind the trunks of the palms, while Ibn Sayyad was covered with a velvet sheet with murmurs emanating from under it. Ibn Sayyad's mother saw Allah's Messenger peace be upon him and said, O Saf, this is Muhammad. So Ibn Sayyad got up. Allah's Messenger peace be upon him said, If she had left him in his state, the truth would have been clear. Chapter On The Recitation of Poetic Verses in the War and Raising the Voices While Digging the Trench Narrated Al-Bara' May Allah be pleased with him. I saw Allah's Messenger peace be upon him on the day of the Battle of the Trench, carrying earth till the hair of his chest were covered with dust, and he was a hairy man. He was reciting the following verses of Abdullah bin Rawaha. O Allah, were it not for you, we would not have been guided, nor would we have given in charity, nor offered salat, prayer. So bestow on us calmness, and when we meet the enemy, then make our feet firm. For indeed, yet if they want to put us in fitna, trial, affliction, that is, want to fight against us, we would not flee but withstand them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to raise his voice while reciting these verses. See volume number 5, hadith number 4106. Chapter on, Whosoever is unable to sit firm on a horse. Narrated Jarir, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, did not screen himself from me since my embracing Islam. And whenever he saw me, he would receive me with a smile. Once, I told him that I could not sit firm on horses. He stroked me on the chest with his hand and said, O Allah, make him firm and make him a guiding and a rightly guided man. Chapter on The Treatment of a Wound with the Ashes of a Mat Made of Date Palm Leaves And the Washing of Blood by a Lady of Her Father's Face And Conveying Water in a Shield for this Purpose Narrated Abu Hazim the people asked Sahal bin Sa'ad al-Sa'idi, may Allah be pleased with him, with what thing, medicine, was the wound of Allah's messenger peace be upon him treated? He replied, there is none left living amongst the people who knows it better than I. Ali used to bring water in his shield, and Fatima, that is, the Prophet's daughter, used to wash the blood off his face. Then a mat of palm leaves was burnt and its ash was filled in the wound of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Chapter on What quarrels and mutual differences are hated in the war and the punishment of the one who disobeys his Imam. And Allah Almighty said, And do not dispute with one another, lest you lose courage and your strength departs. Quran Chapter 8 Verse 46 Narrated Abu Burda that his father said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, sent Mu'adh and Abu Musa to Yemen, telling them, Make the things easy for the people, and do not make the things difficult for them. Give them glad tidings, and do not repel them, and you both love each other, and don't differ. Narrated Al-Bara' bin Azib, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, appointed Abdullah bin Jubair as the commander of the infantrymen, archers who were fifty on the day of the Battle of Uhud. He instructed them, Stick to your place, and don't leave it even if you see birds snatching us, till I send for you, and if you see that we have defeated the infidels and made them flee, even then you should not leave your place till I send for you. Then the infidels were defeated. By Allah, I saw the women fleeing, lifting up their clothes, 
revealing their leg bangles and their legs. So the companions of Abdullah bin Jubair said, The booty, O oh people, the booty, your companions have become victorious. What are you waiting for now? Abdullah bin Jubair said, Have you forgotten what Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to you? They replied, By Allah, we will go to the people, that is, the enemy, and collect our share from the war booty. But when they went to them, they were forced to turn their back defeated. At that time, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, in their rear was calling them back. Only twelve men remained with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the infidels martyred seventy men from us. On the day of the Battle of Badr, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his companions had caused Al-Mushrikun to lose 140 men, 70 of whom were captured and 70 were killed. Then Abu Sufyan said thrice, Is Muhammad present amongst these people? The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered his companions not to answer him. Then he said thrice, Is the son of Abu Quhaifah present amongst these people? He said against thrice, Is the son of Al-Khattab present amongst these people? He then returned to his companions and said, As for these men, they have been killed. Umar could not control himself and said to Abu Sufyan, You told a lie by Allah, O enemy of Allah. All those you have mentioned are alive, and the thing which will make you unhappy is still there. Abu Sufyan said, Our victory today is a counterbalance to yours in the battle of Badr. And in war the victory is always undecided and is shared in turns by the belligerents. And you will find some of your killed men mutilated. But I did not urge my men to do so. Yet I do not feel sorry for their deed. After that he started reciting cheerfully, O Hubal, be high. O Hubal, be high. On that the Prophet peace be upon him said to his companions, Why don't you answer him back? They said, O Allah's Messenger, what shall we say? He said, Say, Allah is higher and more sublime. Then Abu Sufyan said, We have the idol Al-Uzza, and you have no Uzza. The Prophet peace be upon him said to his companions, Why don't you answer him back? They asked, O Allah's Messenger, what shall we say? He said, Say, Allah is our Mawla, Patron, Lord, Protector, Helper, and Supporter and you have no mawla. Footnote. Hubal was the name of an idol in the Kaaba in the pre-Islamic period. Chapter On If the People Get Frightened at Night Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was the most handsome, most generous, and the bravest of all the people. Once the people of Al-Madinah got frightened, having heard an uproar at night. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, met the people while he was riding an unsaddled horse belonging to Abu Talha and carrying his sword slung over his shoulder. He said to them, Don't get scared, don't get scared. Then he added, I found it, that is, the horse, very fast. Chapter On Shouting Ya Sabaha as loudly as possible on seeing the enemy to let the people hear it. Narrated Salama. I went out of Al-Madinah towards Al-Ghaba. When I reached the mountain path of Al-Ghaba, a slave of Abdul Rahman bin Auf met me. I said to him, Woe to you! What brought you here? He replied, The she-camels of the Prophet, peace be upon him, have been taken away. I said, Who took them? He said, Ghatafan and Fazara. So I shouted thrice, Ya Sabaha! Ya Sabaha! 
so loudly that I made the people in between its, that is, Al-Madinas, two mountains, hear me. Then I rushed till I met them after they had taken the camels away. I started throwing arrows at them, saying, I am the son of Al-Aqwa'a, and today perish the mean people. So I saved the she-camels from them, before they, that is, the robbers, could drink. When I returned driving the camels, the Prophet, peace be upon him, met me. I said, O Allah's Messenger, those people are thirsty, and I have prevented them from drinking, so send some people to chase them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O son of Al-Aqwa'a, you have gained power over your enemy, so forgive them. Besides, those people are now being entertained by their folk. Footnote Ya Sabaha This is an exclamation indicating an appeal for help. Chapter On Saying, Take it, I am the son of so and so. And Salamah said, Take it, I am the son of Al-Aqwa. Narrated Abu Ishaq, A man asked Al-Bara, May Allah be pleased with him, O Abu Umara, did you flee on the day of the battle of Hunayn? Al-Bara replied while I was listening. As for Allah's messenger peace be upon him, he did not flee on that day. Abu Sufyan bin al-Harith was holding the reins of his mule, and when al-Mushrikun, polytheists, idolaters, pagans, attacked him, he dismounted and started saying, I am the prophet without a lie. I am the son of Abdul Muttalib. On that day, nobody was seen more brave than the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter On If the enemy is ready to accept the judgment of a Muslim, his judgment will be valid if the Imam agrees to it. Narrated Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him. When the tribe of Bani Uraiza was ready to accept Sa'ad's judgment, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent for Sa'ad who was near to him. Sa'ad came, riding a donkey, and when he came near, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, To the Ansar, Stand up for your leader. Then Sa'ad came and sat beside Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, who said to him, These people are ready to accept your judgment. Sa'ad said, I give the judgment that their warriors should be killed, and their children and women should be taken as captives. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then remarked, O Sa'ad, you have judged amongst them with, or similar to, the judgment of the king, Allah. Chapter On The Killing of a Captive and the Killing of Somebody Who Is in Confinement Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, entered Mecca in the year of the conquest of Mecca, wearing a helmet over his head. After he took it off, a man came and said, Ibn Khatal is clinging to the curtains of the Kaaba. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Kill him. Chapter On Can a man present himself to captivity, and whosoever refuses to surrender to captivity, and the performance of a two rak'at salat, prayer, before being put to death? Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent a sariya, army unit, of ten men, as spies under the leadership of Asim bin Thabit al-Ansari the grandfather of Asim bin Umar al-Khattab. They proceeded till they reached Hada'a, a place between Usfan and Mecca, and their news reached a branch of the tribe of Hudayl called Bani Lihyan. So they sent about 200 men, who were all archers, in their pursuit, to follow their tracks till they found the place where they had eaten dates they had brought with them from Al-Madinah. They said, These are the dates of Yathrib, 
that is, al Madina, and continued following their tracks. When Asim and his companions saw their pursuers, they went up a high place and the infidels circled them. The infidels said to them, Come down and surrender, and we promise and guarantee you that we will not kill any one of you. Asim bin Thabit, the leader of the Sariya, said, By Allah, I will not come down to be under the protection of infidels. O Allah, convey our news to your Prophet, peace be upon him. Then the infidels threw arrows at them till they martyred. Asim, along with six other men and three men, came down accepting their promise and convention, and they were Khubayb al-Ansari and Ibn Dathina and another man. So when the infidels captured them, they undid the strings of their bows and tied them. Then the third of the captives said, This is the first betrayal. By Allah, I will not go with you. No doubt these, namely the martyred, have set a good example to us. So they dragged him and tried to compel him to accompany them. But as he refused, they killed him. They took Khubayb and Ibn Dathina with them and sold them as slaves in Mecca and all that took place after the battle of Badr. Khubayb was bought by the sons of Al-Harith bin Amir bin Nufayl bin Abd Manaf. It was Khubayb who had killed Al-Harith bin Amir on the day of the battle of Badr. So Khubayb remained a prisoner with those people. Narrated as Zuhri, Ubaidullah bin Iyad said that the daughter of Al-Harith had told him, when those people gathered to kill Khubayb, he borrowed a razor from me to shave his pubes and I gave it to him. Then he took a son of mine while I was unaware when he came upon him. I saw him placing my son on his thigh and the razor was in his hand. I got scared so much that Khubayb noticed the agitation on my face and said, Are you afraid that I will kill him? No, I will never do so. By Allah, I never saw a prisoner better than Khubayb. By Allah, one day I saw him eating of a bunch of grapes in his hand while he was chained in irons and there was no fruit at that time in Mecca. The daughter of Al-Hadith used to say, It was a boon Allah bestowed upon Khubayb when they took him out of the sanctuary of Mecca to kill him outside its boundaries. Khubayb requested them to let him offer two rak'ah, salat, prayer. They allowed him and he offered a two rak'ah, prayer, and then said, Hadn't I been afraid that you would think that I was afraid of being killed, I would have prolonged the salat, prayer. O Allah, kill them all with no exception. He then recited the poetic verse. I, being martyred as a Muslim, do not mind how I am killed in Allah's cause, for my killing is for Allah's sake, and if Allah wishes, he will bless the amputated parts of a torn body. Then the son of Al-Hadith killed him. So it was Khubayb who set the tradition for any Muslim sentenced to death in captivity to offer a two rak'at salat, prayer, before being killed. Allah fulfilled the invocation of Asim bin Thabit on that very day on which he was martyred. The Prophet, peace be upon him, informed his companions of their news and what happened to them. Later on, when some infidels from Quraysh were informed that Asim had been killed, they sent some people to fetch a part of his body, that is, his head, by which he would be recognized. That was because Asim had killed one of their chiefs on the day of the Battle of Badr. So a swarm of wasps, resembling a shady cloud, were sent to hover over Asim and protect him from their messenger, and thus they could not cut off anything from his flesh. Footnote The invocation of Asim bin Thabit that was fulfilled. O Allah! Convey our news to your Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter On The Freeing of a Captive
narrated Abu Musa, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Free the captives, feed the hungry, and pay a visit to the sick. Footnote The Muslim captives should be freed by paying their ransoms from the Muslim treasury. Narrated Abu Juhayfah, may Allah be pleased with him. I asked Ali, may Allah be pleased with him. Do you have the knowledge of any divine revelation besides what is in Allah's book? Ali replied, No, by him who splits the grain of corn and creates the soul. I don't think we have such knowledge, but we have the ability of understanding which Allah may endow a person with, so that he may understand the Qur'an, and we have what is written in this paper as well. I asked, What is written in this paper? He replied, Al-Aqal, the regulations of Diya, blood money, the ransom, freeing of captives, and the judgment that no Muslim should be killed for killing a disbeliever. Chapter on The Ransom of Al-Mushrikun Polytheists, Idolaters, Pagans Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Some Ansari men asked permission from Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, O Allah's Messenger, allow us not to take the ransom of our nephew, Al-Abbas. The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, Do not leave a single dirham thereof. Footnote Before embracing Islam, Al-Abbas was taken prisoner by the Muslims and had to ransom himself. After embracing Islam, he asked for recompensation for the ransom he had paid when he was an infidel. In another narration, Anas said, Some wealth was brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him, from Bahrain. Al-Abbas came to him and said, O Allah's Messenger, give me some of it, as I have paid my and Aqil's ransom. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Take, and give him the wealth in his garment. Narrated Jubair, who was among the captives of the Battle of Badr. I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, reciting Surat At-Tur in the Maghrib prayer. Chapter on If an infidel warrior comes in an Islamic territory without having the assurance of protection, is it permissible to kill him? Narrated Salamah bin al-Aqwa An infidel spy came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was on a journey. The spy sat with the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and started talking, and then went away. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to his companions, Chase and kill him. So I killed him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then gave me the belongings of the killed spy, in addition to my share of the war body. Chapter on One Should Fight for the Protection of the Dhimmi that is, free non-Muslim subjects living in a Muslim country, and they should not be enslaved. Narrated Amr bin Maymun, Umar may Allah be pleased with him, after he was stabbed, instructed his would-be successor, saying, I urge him, that is, the new caliph, to take care of those non-Muslims who are under the protection of Allah and his messenger, peace be upon him, and that he should observe the convention agreed upon with them, and fight on their behalf, to secure their safety, and he should not overtax them beyond their capability. Chapter on The Presence Given to the Foreign Delegates Chapter on Can One Intercede for the Dhimmi or Deal with Them? Narrated Sa'id bin Jubair, Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, said, Thursday, what great thing took place on Thursday? 
Then he started weeping till his tears wetted the gravels of the ground. Then he said, On Thursday, the illness of Allah's Messenger peace be upon him was aggravated, and he said, Bring for me writing paper, and I will write for you a statement, after which you will never go astray. The people present there differed in this matter, and the people should not differ before a prophet. They said, Allah's Messenger peace be upon him is seriously sick. The Prophet peace be upon him said, Let me alone, as the state in which I am now is better than what you are calling me for. The Prophet peace be upon him on his deathbed gave three orders saying, Expel the al-mushrikun, polytheists, pagans, idolaters, and disbelievers in the oneness of Allah and his messenger Muhammad peace be upon him from the Arabian Peninsula. Respect and give gifts to the foreign delegates as you have seen me dealing with them. I forgot the third order. Yaqub bin Muhammad said, I asked Al-Mughirah bin Abdul Rahman about the Arabian Peninsula and he said, It comprises Mecca, Al-Madinah, Al-Yamamah and Yemen. Yaqub added, And Al-Araj, the beginning of Tihama. Footnote See Volume 1 Hadith number 114 for detailed explanation of this hadith. Footnote. See the footnote of hadith number 3168. Chapter on Sprucing oneself up before receiving a delegation. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Umar saw a silken cloak being sold in the market and he brought it to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, Buy this cloak and adorn yourself with it on the Eid festivals and on meeting the delegations. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, replied, This is the dress for the one who will have no share in the hereafter. Or said, This is worn by one who will have no share in the hereafter. Later on, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent a silken cloak to Umar. Umar took it and brought it to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, you said aforetime that this dress is for those who will have no share in the hereafter, or this is worn by one who will have no share in the hereafter, yet you have sent me this. The Prophet peace be upon him said, I have sent it so that you may sell it or fulfill with it some of your needs. Chapter on How to Present Islam to a Non-Muslim Boy Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Umar and a group, or the companions of the Prophet peace be upon him, set out with the Prophet peace be upon him to Ibn Sayyad. He found him playing with some boys near the hillocks of Bani Maghala. Ibn Sayyad at that time was nearing the age of puberty. He did not notice the Prophet's presence till the Prophet peace be upon him stroked him on the back with his hand and said, Ibn Sayyad, do you testify that I am Allah's Messenger? Ibn Sayyad looked at him and said, I testify that you are the Messenger of the Illiterates. Then Ibn Sayyad asked the Prophet peace be upon him, Do you testify that I am the Messenger of Allah? The Prophet peace be upon him said to him, I believe in Allah and his Messengers. Then the Prophet peace be upon him said to Ibn Sayyad, What do you see? Ibn Sayyad replied, True people and false ones visit me. The Prophet peace be upon him said, Your mind is confused as to this matter. The Prophet peace be upon him added, I have kept something in my mind for you. 
Ibn Sayyad said, It is Ad-Dukh. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Shame be on you. You cannot cross your limits. On that, Umar said, O Allah's Messenger, allow me to chop his head off. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If he should be with him, that is, Ad-Dajjal, then you cannot overpower him, and should he not be him, then you are not going to benefit by murdering him. Footnote When the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Ibn Sayyad, I have kept something in my mind for you. He meant Surat Ad-Dukhan. Ibn Sayyad guessed imperfectly, for he mentioned just part of the word, that is, Dukh. By this way, the Prophet, peace be upon him, proved that Ibn Sayyad was just a soothsayer, to whom the devils conveyed nonsensical fragments of information. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Later on, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, once again went along with Ubay bin Ka'b to the Garden of Date Palms where Ibn Sayyad was staying. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered the garden, he started hiding himself behind the trunks of the date palms as he wanted to hear something from Ibn Sayyad before the latter could see him. Ibn Sayyad was lying in his bed, covered with a velvet sheet from where his murmurs were heard. Ibn Sayyad's mother saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was hiding himself behind the trunks of the date palms. She addressed Ibn Sayyad, O Saf, and this was his name. Ibn Sayyad got up. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Had this woman led him to himself, he would have revealed the reality of his case. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, got up amongst the people, glorified Allah as he deserves. He then mentioned Ad-Dajjal, saying, I warn you about him, that is, Ad-Dajjal, and there is no prophet who did not warn his nation about him, and Nuh, Noah, warned his nation about him. But I tell you a statement which no prophet informed his nation of. You should understand that he is a one-eyed man, and Allah is not one-eyed. Chapter On The Saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him, to the Jews. Embrace Islam, and you will be safe. This is narrated by Abu Huraira. Chapter On If some people in a hostile non-Muslim country embrace Islam, and they have possessions and land, then what they have will remain for them. Narrated Usama bin Zayd, I asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, during his Hajj, O Allah's Messenger, where will you stay tomorrow? He said, Has Aqil left for us any house? He then added, Tomorrow we will stay at Khayf Bani Kinana, that is Al-Muhassab, where Al-Mushrikun of Quraysh took an oath of Kufr, that is, to be loyal to heathenism. In that oath, Bani Kinana got allied with Quraysh against Bani Hashim, on the terms that they would not deal with the members of this tribe or give them shelter. Az-Zuhri said, Al-Khayf means the valley. See volume 2, hadith number 1589. Narrated Aslam, Umar bin al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, appointed a freed slave of his, called Huniyya, manager of the Hima, that is, a pasture devoted for grazing the animals of the zakat or other specified animals. He said to him, O Huniyya, don't oppress the Muslims and ward off their curse, invocations against you, for the invocation of the oppressed is responded to by Allah, 
and allow the shepherd having a few camels, and those having few sheep, to graze their animals, and take care not to allow the livestock of Abdul Rahman bin Auf, and the livestock of Uthman bin Affan, for if their livestock should perish, then they have their farms and gardens, while those who own a few camels, and those who own a few sheep, if their livestock should perish, they would bring their dependents to me, and appeal for help, saying, O chief of the believers, O chief of the believers, would I then neglect them? No, of course. So I find it easier to let them have water and grass, rather than to give them gold and silver from the Muslims' treasury. By Allah, these people think that I have been unjust to them. This is their land, and during the pre-Islamic period, they fought for it, and they embraced Islam willingly while it was in their possession. By him in whose hand my soul is, were it not for the animals in my custody, which I give to be ridden for striving in Allah's cause, I would not have turned even a span of their land into a hima. Chapter on to write down the names of, that is, listing, the people by the Imam. Narrated Hudayfa, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to us, List the names of those people who have announced that they are Muslims. So, we listed 1,500 men. Then we wondered, Should we be afraid of infidels, although we are 1,500 in number? No doubt. We witnessed ourselves being afflicted with such bad trials that a man would offer the salat, prayer, alone while he was in fear. Narrated Al-Amash We listed the Muslims and found them 500. And Abu Muawiyah said, between 600 to 700. Footnote Perhaps the narrator refers to the fear of the people from some of the governors during the Caliphate of Uthman, Al-Walid bin Uqbah, the governor of Kufa, used to delay the salat, prayer, or used to not perform it properly. Therefore, some pious men had to offer salat, prayer, alone secretly, and then offer salat, prayer, with the governor, lest they be put to trial by the governor. Qastalani Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. A man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, I have enlisted in the army for such and such a ghazwa, and my wife is leaving for hajj. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Go and perform hajj with your wife. Chapter on Allah may support the religion, Islam, with a fajr, an evil, disobedient, wicked man. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. We were in the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, in a ghazwa. And he remarked about a man who claimed to be a Muslim, saying, This man is from the people of the hellfire. When the battle started, the man fought violently till he got wounded. Somebody said, O Allah's Messenger, the man whom you described as being from the people of the hellfire fought violently today and died. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, He will go to the hellfire. Some people were on the point of doubting the truth of what the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, while they were in this state. Suddenly, someone said that he was still alive, but severely wounded. When night fell, he lost patience and committed suicide. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was informed of that, and he said, Allah is most great. 
I testify that I am Allah's slave and his messenger. Then he ordered Bilal to announce amongst the people, None will enter paradise but a Muslim, and Allah may support this religion, that is, Islam, even with a fajr, disobedient, evil, wicked man. See Hadith number 2898. Chapter On It is permissible for somebody to take over the leadership of the army during a battle without being appointed when there is danger from the enemy. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, delivered a khutbah, religious talk, and said, Zayd took the flag and was martyred. Then Ja'far took it and was martyred. Then Abdullah bin Rawahah took it and was martyred. And then Khalid bin Walid took it without being appointed, and Allah gave him victory. The Prophet, peace be upon him, added, I am not pleased, or said, they will not be pleased, that they should remain alive with us, while his eyes were overflowing with tears. See Hadith number 1246. Chapter On Supporting with Reinforcements Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, the people of the tribes of Ri'il, Dhaqwan, Rasiyya, and Bani Lahyan came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and claimed that they had embraced Islam, and they requested him to support them with some men to fight their own people. The Prophet, peace be upon him, supported them with seventy men from the Ansar, whom we used to call Al-Qurra', that is, scholars, who out of piety used to cut wood during the day and offer salat all the night. So those people took the seventy men, till they reached a place called Bi'r Ma'una, where they betrayed and martyred them. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked evil on the tribe of Ri'il, the Qwan, and Bani Lihyan for one month in the Salat. Narrated Qadada, Anas told us that they, that is, Muslims, used to recite a Quranic verse concerning those martyrs, which was, O Allah, let our people be informed on our behalf that we have met our Lord who has got pleased with us and made us pleased. Then the verse was cancelled. Chapter On Staying in the enemy town for three days and nights on having victory over the enemy. Narrated Abu Talha, may Allah be pleased with him. Whenever the Prophet, peace be upon him, conquered some people, he would stay in their town for three nights. Chapter On The Distribution of the War Booty After a Ghazwa and During a Journey. Narrated Rafi'ah, may Allah be pleased with him. We were in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, at Dhul Hulayfa, and we got some camels and sheep. He distributed them, considering ten sheep as equal to one camel. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, performed Umrah, setting out from Al-Jaranah, where he distributed the war booty of Hunayn. Chapter On if Al-Mushrikun take the property of a Muslim as war booty, and later on the Muslim gets it back on overcoming them, does the owner have the right to get it back or should it be included in the war booty gained by the Muslims? Narrated Nafir, may Allah be pleased with him. A horse of Ibn Umar fled and the enemy took it. Then the Muslims conquered the enemy and the horse was returned to him during the lifetime of Allah's Messenger peace be upon him. And also, once, a slave of Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, fled and joined the Byzantines. 
and when the Muslims conquered them, Khalid bin al-Walid returned the slave to him after the death of the Prophet peace be upon him. Narrated Nafir, once a slave of Ibn Umar fled and joined the Byzantines. Khalid bin al-Walid got him back and returned him to Abdullah bin Umar. Once a horse of Ibn Umar also ran away and followed the Byzantines, and he, that is, Khalid, got it back and returned it to Abdullah. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, that he was riding a horse on the day the Muslims fought against the Byzantines. The commander of the Muslim army was Khalid bin al-Walid, who had been appointed by Abu Bakr. The enemy took the horse away, and when the enemy was defeated, Khalid returned the horse to him. Chapter On Speaking Persian and Speaking Arabic with an Unfamiliar Accent The Statement of Allah Almighty and Difference of Your Languages and Colors Quran Chapter 30 Verse 22 And also His Statement And We Sent Not a Messenger Except with the Language of His People Quran Chapter 14 Verse 4 Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah May Allah be pleased with him I said, O Allah's Messenger, we have slaughtered a young sheep of ours and have ground one sa'a of barley. So I invite you along with some persons. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said in a loud voice, O the people of Al-Khandaq, the trench, Jabir has prepared Sur. So come along. Footnote Sur is a Persian word meaning food. Narrated Umm Khalid, the daughter of Khalid bin Sa'id. I went to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, with my father, and I was wearing a yellow shirt. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Sana, Sana. Abdullah, the narrator, said that Sana meant beautiful in the Ethiopian language. I then started playing with the seal of prophethood in between the Prophet's shoulder, and my father rebuked me harshly for that. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Leave her. And then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, invoked Allah to grant me a long life by saying, Wear this dress till it is worn out, and then wear it till it is worn out, and then wear it till it is worn out. The narrator adds, It is said that she lived for a long period wearing that yellow dress till its color became dark because of long wear. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Al-Hasan bin Ali took a date from the dates of the Sadaqah, charity and put it in his mouth. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him in Persian, Kakh, Kakh, that is, throw it out from your mouth. Don't you know that we do not eat the sadaqah? That is, what is given in charity, and charity is the dirt of the people. Chapter on Al-Ghulul Stealing from the war booty before its distribution And the statement of Allah Almighty and whosoever deceives his companions as regard booty, he shall bring forth on the day of resurrection that which he took illegally. Quran Chapter 3 Verse 161 Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet peace be upon him, got up amongst us and mentioned Al-Ghulul, emphasized its magnitude, and declared that it was a great sin, saying, Don't commit Ghulul, for I should not like to see anyone amongst you on the day of resurrection carrying over his neck a sheep that will be bleating, or carrying over his neck a horse that will be neighing. Such a man will be saying, O Allah's Messenger, intercede with Allah for me, and I will reply, I can't help you, for I have conveyed Allah's message to you. 
nor should I like to see a man carrying over his neck a camel that will be grunting. Such a man will say, O Allah's Messenger, intercede with Allah for me, and I will say, I can't help you, for I have conveyed Allah's message to you. Or one carrying over his neck gold and silver, and saying, O Allah's Messenger, intercede with Allah for me, and I will say, I can't help you, for I have conveyed Allah's message to you. Or one carrying clothes that will be fluttering, and the man will say, O Allah's Messenger, intercede with Allah for me, and I will say, I can't help you. For I have conveyed Allah's message to you. Chapter on a little ghulul, that is a minor theft. Narrated Abdullah bin Amr, there was a man who looked after the family and the belongings of the Prophet peace be upon him, and he was called Kirkira. The man died, and Allah's messenger peace be upon him said, "He is in the hellfire." The people then went to look at him and found in his place a cloak he had stolen from the war booty. Chapter on what is hated regarding the slaughtering of the camels and sheep of the booty before its distribution. Narrated Abayah bin Rifa'ah, my grandfather, Rafa'ah, said, We were in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, at Dhul Hulayfa, and the people suffered from hunger. We got some camels and sheep as booty, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, was still behind the people. They hurried and put the cooking pots on the fire. When he, peace be upon him, came, he ordered that the cooking pots should be upset, and then he distributed the booty amongst the people, regarding ten sheep as equal to one camel. Then a camel fled, and the people chased it till they got tired, as they had a few horses for chasing it. So a man threw an arrow at it and caused it to stop, with Allah's permission. On that, the Prophet peace be upon him said, Some of these animals behave like wild beasts, so, if any animal flees from you, deal with it in the same way. My grandfather asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, We hope, or are afraid, that we may meet the enemy tomorrow, and we have no knives. Can we slaughter our animals with canes? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, replied, If the instrument used for slaughtering causes the animal to bleed profusely, and if Allah's name is mentioned on slaughtering it, then eat it. That is, it is lawful. But don't use a tooth or nails, and I am telling you the reason. A tooth is a bone and slaughtering with a bone is forbidden, and nail is the slaughtering instrument of the Ethiopians. Chapter on The Conveyance of the Good Tidings of Victories Narrated Qais Jarir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, said to me, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to me, Won't you relieve me from Dhul Khalasah? Dhul Khalasah was a house belonging to the tribe of Khatam, and there used to be worshipped the Taghiyath, idols, of Ad-Dawus, Khatam, and Bajailah tribes, and it used to be called Kaabah al-Yamaniyah. So I proceeded with 150 men from the tribe of Ahmas, who were excellent knights. I informed the Prophet, peace be upon him, that I could not sit firm on horses. So he stroked me on the chest with his hand, and I noticed his finger marks on my chest. He invoked, O Allah, make him firm and a guide, and a rightly guided man. Jarir set out towards that place, dismantled and burnt it, and then sent the good news to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. The Messenger of Jarir said to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, O Allah's Messenger, by him who has sent you with the truth, I did not come to you till it, that is, the house, had been turned black, like a scabby camel, covered with tar. 
So the Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked Allah to bless the horses of the men of Ahmas five times. See Hadith number 3020. Chapter on What may be given to the bringer of glad tidings. Ka'ab bin Malik gave two garments to the person who brought the glad tidings of the acceptance of his repentance. Chapter on There is no immigration from Mecca after the conquest of Mecca. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet peace be upon him, on the day of the conquest of Mecca, said, There is no immigration after the conquest, but jihad and good intentions, and when you are called for jihad, you should immediately respond to the call. Footnote. See the footnote of hadith number 2825. Narrated Abu Uthman and Nahdi. Mujashi bin Mas'ud took his brother Mujalid bin Mas'ud to the Prophet peace be upon him and said, This is Mujalid and he will give you the bay'ah, pledge, to you for emigration. The Prophet peace be upon him said, There is no emigration after the conquest of Mecca, but I will take his bay'ah, pledge, for Islam. Narrated Ata'ah, I and Ubaid bin Umaid went to Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, while she was staying near Thabir, that is, a mountain. She said, There is no immigration after Allah gave his Prophet, peace be upon him, victory over Mecca. Chapter on It is permissible for a man to look in or search the hair of the Dhimmi women, that is, non-Muslims living under the protection of Muslims and that of the lady believers if they disobey Allah and to compel them to take off their clothes if there is necessity. Narrated Sa'ad bin Ubaidah, Abu Abdul Rahman, who was one of the supporters of Uthman, said to Abu Talha, who was one of the supporters of Ali, I perfectly know what encouraged your leader, that is, Ali, to shed blood. I heard him saying, once the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent me and Az-Zubayr saying, proceed to such and such a rawda place, where you will find a lady, whom Hatib has given a letter. So when we arrived at Ar-Rawda, we requested the lady to hand over the letter to us. She said, Hatib has not given me any letter. We said to her, Take out the letter or else we will strip off your clothes to search for the letter. So she took it out of her braid. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent for Hatib, who came and said, Don't hasten to give your judgment about me, for by Allah, I have neither become a disbeliever nor an apostate by discarding Islam. The reason for writing this letter was that there is none of your companions but has relatives in Mecca, through whom Allah protects their families and property, while I have nobody there. So I wanted to do them some favor, so that they might look after my family and property. The Prophet, peace be upon him, believed him. Umar said, Allow me to chop off his, Hatib's, neck, as he has proved to be a hypocrite. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Umar, who knows, perhaps Allah has looked at the warriors of Badr and said to them, Do whatever you like, for I have forgiven you. Abdul Rahman added, So this is what encouraged him, that is, Ali. See Hadith number 3007. Chapter on The Reception of Al-Ghuzat, that is, Muslim fighters returning after participating in jihad. Narrated Ibn Abu Mulaika. Ibn Az-Zubayr said to Ibn Ja'far, May Allah be pleased with him. Do you remember when I, you, and Ibn Abbas went out to receive Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? Ibn Ja'far replied in the affirmative. Ibn Az-Zubayr added, 
and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, made us, that is, I and Ibn Abbas, ride along with him and left you. Narrated as Sa'ib bin Yazid, I, along with some boys, went out to receive Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, at Thaniyat al-Wada'ah. Chapter on What to say on returning from jihad Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, returned from jihad, he would say takbir thrice and add, We are returning, if Allah wills, with repentance and worshipping and praising our Lord and prostrating ourselves before our Lord. Allah fulfilled his promise, granted victory to his slave, and he alone defeated the Ahzab, Confederates. See Hadith number 2995. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. We were in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, while returning from Utsfan, and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was riding his she-camel, keeping Safiya bint Huyay, riding behind him. His she-camel slipped and both of them fell down. Abu Talha jumped from his camel and said, O Allah's Messenger, may Allah sacrifice me for you. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Take care of the lady. So Abu Talha covered his face with a garment and went to Safiya and covered her with it. And then he set right the condition of their she-camel so that both of them rode. And we were encircling Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, like a cover. When we approached Al-Madinah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, We are returning with repentance and worshipping and praising our Lord. He kept on saying this till he entered Al-Madinah. Narrated Anas bin Malik that he and Abu Talha came in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And Safiyah was accompanying the Prophet, peace be upon him who let her ride behind him on his she-camel. During the journey, the she-camel slipped and both the Prophet peace be upon him and his wife fell down. Abu Talha, the sub-narrator, thinks that Anas said, Abu Talha jumped from his camel quickly, said, O Allah's Messenger, may Allah sacrifice me for your sake. Did you get hurt? The Prophet peace be upon him replied, No, but take care of the lady. Abu Talha covered his face with his garment and proceeded towards her and covered her with his garment. And she got up. He then set right the condition of their she-camel and both of them, that is, the Prophet peace be upon him and his wife, rode and proceeded till they approached Al-Madinah. The Prophet peace be upon him said, We are returning with repentance and worshipping and praising our Lord. The Prophet peace be upon him kept on saying this statement till he entered Al-Madinah. Chapter on the performance of Salat, prayer, on returning from a journey. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. I was on a journey in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and when we reached Al-Madinah, he said to me, Enter the mosque and offer to Raka'ah, prayer. Narrated Ka'b, may Allah be pleased with him. Whenever the Prophet, peace be upon him, returned from a journey in the forenoon, he would enter the mosque and offer to Raka'ah, Prayer before sitting. Chapter on taking meals on arrival from a journey. Ibn Umar used to present meals to the one who used to visit him on returning from a journey. Narrated Muharib bin Dithar, Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, said, When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, arrived at Al Madinah, he slaughtered a camel or a cow. Jabir added, the Prophet, peace be upon him, bought a camel from me for two uqiyah of gold and one or two dirham. When he reached Sirar, he ordered that a cow be slaughtered and they ate its meat. 
When he arrived at Al-Madinah, he ordered me to go to the mosque and offer to rak'ah, prayer, and weighed and gave me the price of the camel. Narrated Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him. Once, I returned from a journey and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to me, Offer to rak'ah, prayer. Sirar is a place near Al-Madinah.